41 of Hashtag Anime Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Lennon Borton, joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Krissa SJE. Krissa, how you doing today, brother? It seems like it's been a while. It has been a while, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling fantastic, because last time I spoke with you, I you was, was sick. I was under the weather, son, and I was just like stuck in the house playing Pokemon. Wait, and did not you get your wisdom teeth out? Exactly. I got yeah. my, I got two of my wisdom teeth taken out. It's supposed to be three, but it was such a annoying long procedure and they fucked my lip up that they were like hey look we can't do the last one we're gonna send you somewhere else so that fucked my beginning of my week up then i got got the flu yeah the day before thanksgiving and it lasted a good week so like right whenever we did that last episode it was my last day of the sickness like sunday we recorded on mondays and sunday was my last day of the actual sickness and then monday i was like coming off it so i felt better but I wasn't tip-top shape, but I wasn't dying like I yeah. was. Like, bro, I had to cancel a show that Friday and, like... Because I went to go see you at the Never Die yeah, thing. Son, but you didn't, fuck with, but I didn't wanted... even the whole, like, I heard some stuff happen where the people didn't show up, so the spot times got rearranged. Because I went to yeah, see Yeah, people Fade, showed up late. And Fade told me, like, he performed way earlier than mm-hmm. he was supposed to. Same it was with a, Jay Sand. It was, uh, it was, it was... Like, I remember the, the uh, last Never Day shot, a Never Die show I did, and uh, everything, was, it seemed like it was perfect. This one, I feel like people didn't pull up on time and yeah. shit, so it was kind of scattered, but I'm not going to lie. From what I've seen, it looked like an iconic show, and I was, like, watching all the clips on Instagram, and I just felt so fucking bad because I missed it, and, like, Lamont, he was very, you know what I'm saying, understanding. He was like, bro, health comes first. I was like, thank you, bro, because I'm not going to lie. I could come out there tonight and perform, but... I would low-key be embarrassing myself. I wouldn't be putting on a good show. No I'd need be to dying on stage. Yeah, no need to do none of that. So but I'm glad. I'm, I'm like, bro, when I tell you right now, I'm like, I'm like, son, after the, after the wisdom tooth, I couldn't smoke weed. Yeah. And I'm back smoking again. I feel good. You know Dry sockets. That's, that's what that's what them people be telling you. But glad, glad you're doing well, my brother. So this episode 41 of Hashtag Anime Talk, we got some news to get into. We got questions, but a lot of good stuff to review. Not as much news, but... As we always do, we give you a show nonetheless. Uh, the first topic is voice actor Johnny Young Bosch is confirmed uh, in various responses to users on Twitter on December 3rd that he is voicing the Broly character from now on in the Dragon Ball franchise. And he didn't specify because he did the Broly movie, but he's doing Dragon Ball Z Fighters, but it wasn't specified for what he was saying. So I want to ask you, are you excited that this guy's doing it as well as do you feel that this is kind of the tease that Super's coming back, and when it comes back, bro, they're doing the Broly arc first. I'm excited for this as far as imagining and hoping that we're going to get Broly in the next upcoming, like, just future Broly, uh, Broly content in general, as whether it be in a, the next movie, if they turn the moral arc into the movie, or if they turn the moral arc into a show, and uh, Broly appears towards the end of it, or he just... And if he comes back in general on screen, and we get to hear... I don't. I honestly don't care who, what voice it is, because the whole Vic Manana shit... I'm past that whole situation. And this guy's the voice of Ichigo, just FYI. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the voice of Ichigo. Watch, I'll tell you something. I, I don't thing. like Ichigo's uh, uh, English dub voice actor. I honestly don't. He did Ichigo. He did... I'm trying to see things from popular show. He was Sasori in Naruto. He did... I fuck uh, with that. He did some other stuff. I'm trying to I find just, something I gotta popular. hear his perform. I gotta hear his like performance as Broly and uh, see if it sells me. But I really, like, to be honest with you, Broly isn't a line-centric character. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, he mostly shouts and yells and are talking very calmly. Even in the new stuff, he's just, he's just like, 
shy, so he doesn't mm-hmm. really talk much. And when he does talk, it's very minimal. I did like Vic Mignogna's performance of Broly. I did like the Japanese voice actor's performance of Broly, regardless. So I could, I'm to the point where like I'm knee deep into uh, Dragon Ball Super, like Japanese voice actors, uh, whether it's the movie or the TV show. So I'm probably like, if the show comes back, I'm definitely gonna watch uh, the dub. But at the same time, you're more into the sub at this point. The sub's gonna drop first, and like maybe if if it was simul dub, like a My Hero, because I watch My Hero dub and then I watch it sub. Uh, I watch Fire Force dub because it's coming out the same day. But you know, I watch Demon Slayer, Doctor Stone sub because even episodes, even if like Doctor Stone episodes drop like a couple weeks before, like I still gotta wait a couple weeks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying I watch Radiant dub. I hate waiting those couple weeks. But what I'm saying is usually. With Dragon Ball, you're not going to get the dub the same time. And I respect the dub. I grew up on the dub, and I love the dub. But as far as Super, I haven't seen every episode dub. I watched certain episodes on Toonami. I went back, and I tried to watch the Tournament of Power dub. But I don't know if it just didn't hit the same because it was dub, or it's just kind of off of the Tournament of Power. You could watch that once, and you kind of got that experience. It was yeah. more of a live thing. But um, I really i am hype about this news as far as I'm looking forward to more Super content, and I hope we do get See, more See, I'm kind of... The way Toei is doing One Piece right now is fucking flawless. Mm-hmm. And I get Toei has to make other stuff, but like Super, what, my question is, did Super move the needle? And I don't know if Super moved the needle as much of the sense of what One Piece is doing in Wano, what Demon Slayer did, what Vinland is doing. Like, I don't know if it's moving the needle like these shows are doing now when it's continuing to give us the same Goku fights. Like, I'm cool if Super doesn't come back and Toei just puts those animators on Wano for the rest of the arc. Like, I don't want... My thing is, if One Piece is going to dip in quality with Wano right now, then keep keep Super away. Like, well, I, I, I don't read the manga, and you know I'm not caught up with the anime, so I can't speak on how long the Wano arc is going to last. Oh, we got a lot to go. But imagine we get Jump Festa, and like they announce Super, like, yeah, Super's coming back 20, uh, 2020, December, <laughs> or like some stupid shit like that. You know what I'm saying? See, my or, thing is... Or July. What if One Piece is in a good spot? See, that's what I thought you were going to say, July. Mm-hmm. If it comes... There's no way the Wano arc ends by July. There's no way it ends by December. Honestly. Like, you think that shit's going to last that long? Is The Wano arc should last until this time, like... Should last at least until Marchish April of twenty twenty. And you're right. This is one piece. Like we do get a lot of episodes like, per arc. Yo, there's and a the, and like they skip weeks start. and they skip like we oh, had a pause right. like weeks of, like and then they you're gotta right. then think about filler. Like the Wano arc's gonna be crazy because they have to put flashbacks to like Roger and Whitebeard mm-hmm. and like and you know how the anime does with flashbacks. This is gonna be like we're not gonna finish Wano till probably the end of twenty twenty one. Facts. I, I really do hope. Um, I just don't want one, I just don't want One Piece quality to dip if they bring Super back. That's my uh, only thing. Imagine how Super was when it was first around. Imagine the reception it got. Then uh, then imagine the quality spike in the Broly movie, and then you saw that quality shift to One Piece Stampede and One Piece Wano. Right now, the Dragon Ball Super series reception. And um, just quality wasn't Broly quality. So if they give us that bullshit again, then we're still, Wano quality isn't going to dip. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, what was going on during Dragon Ball Super? Like, they could have put a lot of time and money into that, but they were like, nah, we're going to just keep this shit around to let niggas know Dragon Ball is back. Then we're going to bust them in the head with the Broly movie. So if they bust us in the head with another movie, Wano might take a spike and nobody wants to see that. But at the same time, if they give us just 
uh, and this is gonna piss me off, but imagine them doing this. Like you can, you know, they're gonna do it. We're gonna the, put the arc in there. <laughs> we're gonna get a fucking Broly arc when Super before starts, the Marvel arc, and, and it's gonna be trash. They're gonna reanimate the Broly fight, and it's gonna look like Episode Five. Can of, we? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Dragon and Ball I know, Super. and I know you're a super fan. I'm a, I'm a fan as well, but you're more of a fan than me. So I call I'm, a spade a spade. When you see the the reanimated arcs of the Battle of Gods and reanimated arcs of Arrival of Frieza, they were good to a certain extent as far as they gave you extra bonus content, but as a whole, they were trash. But my thing is, are you clamoring, being that you're watching Attack on Titan, you're wa- oh, and we gotta get you to apologize for that in a little bit, but... We, we, gonna, have, we gonna have that conversation soon. Oh, you wanna, I, you wanna I, catch up first before I we, we have could, the conversation? We could definitely talk about it, but I'm not 100% caught up. Oh, well, we, then we'll wait. We'll we gotta wait. have another conversation yeah, no, later. We'll, we'll wait, but... My I'm, point, we you're watching a Attack today. on Titan, we're watching Demon Slayer, you, there's so much stuff to watch that I'm not going to say is better, but it's higher level of storytelling. No matter how you feel about Dragon Ball Super, mm-hmm. no matter how you, it's, you're getting more character development, you're getting better stories. My, this is, is, are we, clan, like my main question is, do we need a Dragon Ball anime in this climate of, of, of anime right now? Do we need a new Pokemon anime in this climate? But see, I, I consider that different because... It's great, like, as as much as Pokemon is, like, Pokemon's intended for a specific age group. That's true. And some people may say Dragon Ball is too, but my thing is, with all this superior story, like, why not let that classic be a class? Like, why taint it? Because, because at this point, it's like, even though me and you like Super, there's fans who consider Super as a taint to the Dragon Ball's name. I understand that to a certain extent, but I take Dragon Ball in with its flaws and its, uh, where it excels if you look at dragon ball as a series up until the battle of gods movie like before you get battle of gods movie before you get super it's still it is legendary and it's iconic but it's still not the best series it could be content wise not saying that in a bad way because uh it definitely had kids us enthralled it definitely has adult us still clinging on to every single thing that happens we didn't forget shit from that it was iconic but at the same time um, Dragon Ball has all from Dragon Ball to Z has always just been a fun, loving series that never took itself too serious as far but as the even, continuity. But even OG Dragon Ball had more character development than this. It, it kind of like it was always all over the place. Is what I'm saying. Okay, you okay, always okay. got spikes in quality, like when the the Frieza arc, right? That shit was unnecessarily long. Yeah. Uh, the Frieza transformations were cool, but they were only to stretch that little mini arc. You know what I'm saying? There were so many things done that weren't purposeful and it wasn't like when okay naruto when i got to certain parts in naruto at the end of it or certain parts in shippuden i'm sitting there like man he had to have all this shit in mind when he started dragon ball you could honestly tell the nigga was winging it the whole way through throwing darts at because gohan was supposed to i no one can ever tell me otherwise but gohan was supposed to take over post no that's literally toriyama has stated himself that and see that's another thing Toriyama's not even writing this. This is Toriyotaro. No, he's writing it. Uh, Toriyama's writing the script. Oh, okay. But at the same time, you do see a lot of differences in the manga and the the anime because Toriyotaro is writing exact things because all Toriyama's doing is doing a rough draft script, doing bullet points and being like, you know my characters, you know my art style, fill in the rest. Mm -hmm. So it let the anime fill in the rest the way it wanted to and it let the manga fill in itself the way it wanted to. And that's the reason why Dragon Ball will never be Dragon Ball again because of the source material. One Piece is so good because the fluidity of character to character, (laughs) the the fluidity of the fight scenes were all there for the manga. The manga is just as iconic as the anime. Some people will say certain 
aspects of One Piece are better in the I'm, manga than the anime. I think the stories, I think the like the fights are better in the anime, one hundred percent. But I think if but, you want to intake the story, the the anime stretches things, and the manga true. gives you just straight up story, straight from Oda, Oda's pen, Oda's brain to pen to page. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie, the story is there, but as far as like the animation goes, the reason why a lot of the fight scenes are better in One Piece is because it has the manga fight scenes to go off oh, of. Oh yeah, 100%. It has to animate what was already put on paper. With Dragon Ball Super... They're going off cuff. The fights are not iconic when you see the ter- the first tournament fights. They're kind of wonky. When you see the, the Beerus fights, it's kind of wonky because they're, th- they're kind of throwing shit at the wall. They have nothing to go off of besides Toriyama saying, make these niggas fight. They can't see the iconic fight scenes of like the the Maj- You remember how uh the, the punch scene with Vegeta and uh Goku punching each other when it was Majin Vegeta, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. And it was like just drawn in the manga. It was so perfect. Toriyama executed it so well that the anime kept up with that. The ma- the new anime is just like they're just trying. They're trying their best. And it was see, that's like why filler. I'm kinda like, okay, if you're gonna Structured bring it filler. back, let Toyotaro get like two more arcs out. So it's not just Waiting week to that's why I'm like okay but they're gonna they're most likely gonna start with that with the Broly movie, but you know what what makes me not as mad about that hearing the times we got of the Broly movie and seeing the times we actually watched like how much bonus footage we never got there's no special edition bonus footage on the DVD there's no like you don't get a three hour version of that movie but see you think you're gonna get that or, or do you think you're gonna get just filler because I don't know if you're going to I don't know if you're going to get I think you might just get filler. With the the Frieza arc, you didn't get much, but you got a lot of extra content. You got uh you got the whole and I'm talking about in Super. You got yeah. the whole uh Ginyu coming back, which was very interesting to me. Like when you watch the Battle of Gods uh arc play out in the anime, so boring the beginning of it, they ruined what made the movie so great. They ruined a lot of the parts that were executed well in the movie, almost purposely. But then the bonus content they give you is solid enough to keep you watching as far as filler, like extra content. But I just know for a fact we got so much shit that we never got uh, in the Broly movie. Like there's so much shit that was made that we didn't get. So I want to see if they're going to use that footage because it's going to waste and they already spent money on it. See, I don't know if you're going to get that in the show. Like they could make everything else trash. I'm not saying that's what I want to see, but I. I I'm, I'm not, I don't put them above it because look what they did with Super. Yeah. They gave us like three seasons of mid before they gave us the Future Trunks arc, which was cool, and then they gave us the Tournament of Power arc. And that's my thing. Like, if you're going to... Like, this moral arc seems... Like, I know what's going on. And it's it's pretty cool. Like, Vegeta might get a... Du- like, why not let oh, Toyotaro... Looks really dope. Like, why not let him finish this arc, finish another arc, then put it out where we get two consecutive arcs, and by the time you're almost through the second arc, there's another arc to animate for maybe a next season. Yeah. But imagine they start, they start with the Broly arc, they get to the end of that and then they get to the moral arc and then that arc is kind of wrapping up when the anime is starting that arc and then like, you kind of get, isn't, but I feel like it'd catch up. Oh, it would because I think that's what happened with, that's what happened last time. They like literally, we animated two of the whole fucking seasons. The manga tournament of power is different from the uh, anime tournament of power. The manga skipped the whole fucking legit skipped all that first two seasons, the movies and shit, and we still, it's still caught up. You know what I'm saying? And that's my thing. Like, I don't want it to catch up and be different. Like, And they're not, they're not doing the Broly movie manga. It, so if it's gonna come back, at least let it come back right. But my thing is, I don't, I'm not, me personally, I don't necessarily want to see Super come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm hype on it, but I'm not necessarily, like if they told me Super wasn't gonna come back this year, I'd be like, it's gonna come back when it needs to come back. Yeah. But if they're rushing it, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel like they just because One Piece is so good right now. Like One Piece is so good right now. Why mess that up? 
Like, I don't know if you saw the Kaido scene, and like Kaido turning series. into a dragon animated. Yeah, it is the but same like, series. It looked beautiful. I mean, uh, same, uh, Toei. Uh, yes, Toei is the same. It, it looked beautiful. Like, Kai, when Kaido transformed into that dragon, that was beautiful. Like, I saw that clip on, uh, like, that, like, yeah, I'm not Twitter. spoiling anything. I'm just saying, the, I'm just saying, like, for those out there listening, like, there's clips on Twitter no, of some it was, of the animation. The, I saw, I saw it. It was iconic. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, every, every actual scene I've seen from uh, Wano is from beautiful. Is, yeah, it's amazing. That's and my thing. So, I like, don't want it to dip, but I honestly don't think it would. Even if Super were to come back, because you think they're really gonna put that much effort into some shit they already gave us and robbed us? Not That's saying robbed true. us, because uh, I gave them my money. I don't regret it because I love that movie, the Broly movie. But yeah, why mess up there? Because like Super's not their breadwinner like, right now. Why mess not up? A, uh, they gonna give they gonna give extra money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because the thing is, we're gonna get the Demon Slayer movie next year, but we might not get another season. We're gonna get the the Promise Neverland uh, season. season two at the beginning of the year, but we don't know if it's gonna come back at the end of the year or until 2021. We're gonna get um. The My Hero movie, of course, is gonna get it shine, but that's not Toei. No, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about just Shonen Jump in general. Like they, they're. I feel like they're not above Jujutsu, it. I think Toei might be putting out. I don't know who's doing Jujutsu Kaisen, but that's. I don't know who's doing Jujutsu Kaisen, but I know it's a Shonen Jump property. Yeah. I know they're gonna eat. Like they, they didn't have any problems dropping Demon Slayer the same time as Promised Neverland. And I have the a same feeling Doctor Stone. I have a feeling that Jump Fest, due to some of the tie-ins to My Hero Vigilantes. I'm willing to bet we get vigilantes at some point. I'm hoping. Like I'm, I'm, I've been having my fingers crossed. Especially with like some of the where I'm at in the arc and some of the speculation of characters that are now straight up maybe people from vigilantes. Mm -hmm. Like and then seeing, for example, the fat gum stuff with drugs in uh in the stuff we're watching right now. I told you I was like, yo, that goes back to fat gum's past because like he said he used to do that and we saw him. And the first time vigilantes. I've ever seen uh, Fat Gum was in the vigilantes. vigilantes, um, the vigilantes manga. So sitting there looking, that's something I hope we get from Jump. But Festival. imagine, uh, just Shonen Jump as a company, not Toei, but Shonen Jump gave us was the Broly movie top of this year? Yeah, Broly movie was literally January 2019, right? We get One Piece Stampede. Those are just the two movies. Then, as far as seasons, we get Doctor Stone, Kometsu no Yaiba, uh, our Demon Slayer. We get fucking uh, Promise Neverland. We got. I said Dr. Stone already? Yeah, you said Dr. Stone. We get those three. We get My Hero coming back, and we get Wano. Yeah. That's all dropping same year. So imagine next year, Wano's still going on. We might get a break from My Hero till the fall or the, the, the winter. My Hero coming back next year this time. Well, that's what I'm saying. Next year this time. Yeah. Which is kind of fall. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, late. I'm, cool. I'm cool with My Hero being the fall, the but fall watch. that didn't take away from... But that that's is... Fun to make, that's that different is... Con- that, yeah, that, different like, Toei is different than... You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I still feel like... Shonen Jump itself is not above cracking the whip at whoever. You know what True. I'm saying? Shonen Jump is like, hey, we need our fucking money. That Dragon Ball Super movie. It's got to like, come. One Piece Stampede gave us buku money. One Piece Wano is hitting the lick right now. But Dragon Ball Super Broly, we could milk that. We still not done milking that. We put so much money into that. We got so much money off that. We could milk that bitch more. But that's kind of off subject. But still, at the end of the day, like if they give us more Dragon Ball content, some people will be mad. But they were mad when we got Super. You know what I'm saying? But because see, Super, they did it bad. But if they do it equally as bad, but still give us a couple good things out of it, it's that's not That's my a thing. Like, I was the people when they gave us Super, I was like, all right, cool, I'll give it a shot. But now, if they bring it back, I'm just like, but imagine, whatever. Imagine people who saw season one and was like disappointed. Season two, it was disappointed. Then they finally got the new content with the tournament arc, not the tournament of power, but the first tournament arc before the future Trunks arc. And they got it and it was mid as fuck. And they were like, boo, we done with this shit. But they watched it all the way to the Jiren arc. They got people who but bought Jiren figures. Up, does that make up. A- so does one, I'm not, okay, so Future Trunks, I would say, is slightly above average. There's one slightly above average and one above average season, two seasons, make up for 
three trash seasons. I, I'm not saying it makes up for it, but what I'm saying is as a company, them niggas like literally the the tournament of power was iconic, but it wasn't as iconic as anything in Z at all. They it could still, and they tried to make it. They, they, tried. they tried their best, but literally they could do without it. Like everybody, like everybody says, we could have did without Super. We could probably do without Super again. But you gotta imagine how much money they made off of Jiren DLC on Xenoverse. Oh, they had yeah. a whole new game Ultra come out. Instinct figures, like no, like, I I agree. The money, the the in figures terms of in gone. terms of a company, it makes sense why to bring it back. I'm just talking about in terms of legacy. And IP. But you could tell they don't care about that with how they well, treated Super. No, they brought sure. you a whole nother series and they literally gave you the first two seasons of that series was, was basically movie. just and they gave you that they already took your money. They were like, hey, you want you wanna you want this movie? Come see it. And you went see it. They were like, You want to see this movie? And they we came see it. We support it. And they're like, hey, Super's coming back. We got a new Dragon Ball series. Everybody's like, Yeah, give it to us. And the first arc, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and they're like, hey, guess what? <laughs> you wait till you see season two. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They don't true. give a fuck about how we feel. As long as them fucking DLC sell for the games, as long as them figures sell, as long as the manga sells. I got all the manga copies of see, Dragon Ball Super you, Japanese you the, you the person. and English. So I'm giving these niggas my money. I'm not. 150% proud of it, but I'm one of them people who, like, as a child, I grew up buying the Broly figures. So when they come out with the new Broly figures, it's like, adult me is like, I gotta have it. You no, know what I'm saying? Feel, I feel you. And the, fan kids, the kids these days, like, as far as teens, they're gonna look at Dragon Ball Super like we're looking at it now and be like, we, it's not that good. You know what I'm saying? But kids are gonna look at that shit and be like, I want the Broly toy! So it's gonna still give that same effect. That's the only reason why I compare it to Pokemon, because as far as its legacy... Everybody knows Pokemon season one is the iconic. It was the shit. The, the theme song sticks with people. Yeah. Like low key, once you get after season three, because season two with the Johto and then season three was Johto really was good. Fine. I love Johto. The yeah. season, the whole series was iconic. But then whenever you get to Hoenn, it starts dropping a little bit, but I liked Hoenn. A lot of Pokemon, core Pokemon fans will tell you Diamond and Pearl anime was dope. Some of them might even tell you the black and white anime was dope. Which one was the one with Chimchar? That's where I fell. Like after Chimchar. Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, after that one I fell. But the thing is, some people will tell you that's dope. Even the X and Y, I think X and Y season is garbage, but there's a big part of the fan base that was like knee deep in it. They got the Serena fan base. But when you get to Alola, they change pace, but they're, they're still going with a show that literally has no purpose at all. And it does have a different demographic, but a lot of people I saw fucking with it were adults, but they're gearing it to kids and like when they gear Dragon, Dragon Ball Z you, towards you us you think it's geared to, super is not intended for us at this point no it's definitely intended towards us because they got people like us that literally are spending money anytime a figure comes out no matter if we watch the anime or not but at the same time it's really appealing to the kids they're True. still showing it's, it's always going to appeal to that same fan base it used to appeal to but as far as the people who the, the reason why it really wins is because it's still going to appeal to that fan base while at the same time it may not get all of us that have grown on to bigger but and better series some. And it'll definitely get some because there's a whole generation you got to understand that missed out on Dragon Ball that was like, we don't fuck with that. We fuck with Naruto, nigga. Yeah. We fuck with One Piece, nigga. And then the new generation is like, we really are disconnected from that. <laughs> and that's my we fuck thing. with my like, hero. It's like there's so much good stuff. If I'm a kid and I see, like, if I'm a kid and I'm watching Toonami and it's like, okay, ooh, this Demon Slayer shit, this is hot. My, my hero shit is hot. Even Shippuden, like, not, I, like that shit's hot. Mm-hmm. Why would I go and watch Dragon Ball Z to see Goku fight every week? Like, it's 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 just... Yeah, it is. It's and mighty then, annoying. And then, and then it's, fill, like, it's filler until that fight. Like, yeah. and, and that filler doesn't matter. So it's just... I don't know, man. Like, like, like we said, we have mixed opinions like, on I'm, should Super be back. But we want to know what you think. Exactly. You, I'm, I'm hyped for it coming back, but I'm not hyped for how I feel like they're about to do it. I feel like they could do it better, and but... We expected so much from Super and didn't get it. So if they do come back, 
they're gonna give us some good shit, but it's gonna be we got to weed through a bunch of bullshit. So let us know what you think. Do you want Dragon Ball Super back? Let us know. We'll have a poll on our Instagram story. You can uh, when this episode comes out, we'll put a poll out. Vote yes if you want Super back. Vote no if you don't. We'll have a poll on Twitter. Follow Anime Talk at Anime Talk Pod on Instagram where we'll have one of our polls. And then follow me and Chris on Twitter and we'll repost the poll. Let us know. Do you want it back? Yes or no? Next up, we got a new trailer or a new at least clip of the Lupin movie was released to promo it. Chris, what would you think of this new clip of Lupin the Third's new this, movie? Bruh, if this shit, it's just coming to American theaters, right? Because I'm going to spend money. If it comes to theaters, I'm going to spend... We don't know if it's coming to theaters If it yet. comes to American theaters, I don't care if it's sub or dub. I'm pulling up and spending my money, bro. Same. Like, that looks legendary. Yeah, this looks... Like, I think... See, and it goes back to that legacy conversation. These people really took Monkey Paw's legacy. And I, in my opinion, I think they lived up to... Like, like I think they honored him. I think mm-hmm. they paid homage and they did such a good job with this CGI. Because you know me, I do not like 3D CG anime or movies, but... Same. This one did Pixar X things, but made it look realistic. Like when the cars are driving, it's like, yo, this shit looks realistic in the way that the that it's shot, in the way that it's animated is beautiful. Like you said, off air, we gotta give these people credit because this is this looks amazing. Like, and I'm gonna spend money on it. Like you yeah, said, front to back, I'm not gonna lie, uh, it looked like just like Pixar quality, but not that style or not that. You know, it, it reminded me of that style as far as the, it looks they got like a they big tried budget. to make it as real as they could. Yeah, and like how you were saying, it looks live action. Like it looks like a live action CGI. And like the thing is, we've seen the Berserk CGI. We've seen a lot of CGI we just don't like. Kingdom, uh, the fans just don't gravitate towards Gons. CGI. When you hear CGI, you get nervous. Oh, but you get nervous because you're not expecting this. If every CGI project was like this... Oh, we, was, would, we wouldn't complain. Yeah, nobody would be mad. People would be excited when you heard, oh, CGI adaptation of blank anime. Like You'd be like, oh, shit, they're about to make this into CGI? Yes. This now took, we're like, don't berserk this shit. This took like 2D, image, like 2D animation and it paid homage to it too because it looks like if those 2D people were just bold, like 3D, like it literally looks... Like the two D animation, but just three D CG. Like, I like the I like the the live action um uh, the live action comparison you did because it's like they take the two D animation style from like the eighties. Yeah, just they brought it, it to life. Yeah. They made that shit look authentic, and it made it look like oh my god, I never imagined seeing Lupin the Third like, like this. this. Yeah, it, it makes me so excited in a good way that Monkey Paw's legacy is living on because this they, is a they good had way. To do that. Like because Lupin is an OG, and they 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 just gave it the right type of love. So shout out to this. I definitely will be supporting this movie. Chris will be supporting this movie. You guys out there listening to this need to support the Lupin movie. Go check out the clip if you think we're lying and see if you like CG animation. And we'll maybe do a poll with that too. Let us know what you think on Twitter if you're interested in the Lupin the third movie. Uh, Next up, this is our final topic because we had another one, but Chris didn't read that manga, so I'm not going to even mention it. But next up. They got an anime for it, right? uh, What you talking about? Oh, what I was going to talk about? Uh, I I don't know, but we'll just skip that anyway. Don't even worry about it. Next up, the final topic for the week is the Twitter account for Shoeisha's One Piece magazine put out an announcement that the manga will be making, well, that the series is putting out a new novel titled One Piece Heroines. The novel will center around Nami. It's a similar novel like the Ace novel, how it explored more of Ace's story. This one's exploring more of Nami's story. So, Chris, are you excited for this new Nami novel? It sounds good in theory, but I never read the novels. I didn't read any of the Naruto novels. What I did do was just go back and listen to what people said. Because uh, they had, like, niggas like Forever World broke down the whole If there's Kikashi an audio book of it, I'll check it out. 
Yeah, I'll say that. I will definitely, uh, I agree with that 150%. I would definitely check out an audio book of it, but that's because I like my... Uh, it's almost podcasty at that point. The thing about it is, anime is anime because it's animation. That's why we don't want to see live action versions of anime because we want to see the actual bomb-ass animation that we love and we came to... That, that grew on us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The progression of it. We just, we love seeing Naruto as Naruto. We don't want to see live action Naruto that don't look like Naruto, that don't move like Naruto, that just fucks up all his and shit. This is a totally different medium. And it, this is a, a totally different medium, but like imagine people getting mad at seeing their favorite animation turn into live action. Imagine people getting to see their favorite animation turn into just like basically synopsis. Like, you know how, like that would be like me not watching Bleach, but go and read all the wiki uh, every episode on Bleach. And like, I'm taking it in. I'm knowing every single thing that happens, but I don't get to see it. Well, I'll give it some credit because it, it is, I'm going to give this some credit because it is trying to expand the lore. And they are their own stories as well. That's and I do saying, like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, this might not necessarily be Nam, like retelling Nami's story while whatever's going on in the story. It just might give perspective on like, Things she's thinking, her backs, like just show but us, see, r- round out the character more. That's why I agree with you on. I would love to hear this as an audio yeah, book. No, it's something sure. I would I would love to listen to, but I'm not gonna just go out of my way to read it. Not saying no, I'm not either. a reader, but I read other things. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I'd rather read a manga, but my exactly. Thing, but if it's an audio book, I'll definitely check it out. You guys be sure and check out the uh, One Piece Nami novel. The uh, and then for our discussion today, this is the question we we took from last week and we wanted to bring it into this week. What makes a great anime arc singular, and what are some of the best arcs? So, what do you look for first? Let's let's answer the first part on what makes a good anime arc. Just a singular arc. What makes one good? All right. Well, see, it, to me, it honestly, uh, this is just me trying to boil it down to what I what I think that I think makes a good arc. But um, I usually get these four points. I get uh, I I, I look for pacing, uh, characters huge. introduced. Believing, uh, believability and fluidity, which are kind of one and the same, but fluidity to me just says how does it fit into the story, and is it is it like take like more along so with pacing too, like is it taking too long? Is it executed well? Especially if it's it's from manga source material because you know they got a lot of uh iconic arcs manga wise that didn't get animated the best for certain shows, and they got certain shows like Soul Eater who had great arcs in the manga that got a, that got kind of cut the short snip, yeah so um a lot of things that has to do with me is fluidity like soul eater to me when it ended and this is just a bad example i love soul eater as a show don't get me wrong but the way it ended and the way it you know what i'm saying when you know it had more it was just sitting there like the the fluidity it just didn't fit because it wasn't going with the manga and it just they did its own thing and it just didn't seem authentic or realistic so i like seeing that for me just for a singular arc the villain that in, that's introduced must have a compelling closure. I must see that character development over time. Like if I if I see a villain in episode let's say five and it ends in episode fifteen, not like just for example, mm-hmm. he either has to be changed, he either has to have lost and accepted his loss or even not accepted his loss, but we must see the development of him realizing his idea was not the right ideal. I, I kind of feel it. Like, I need a good... Like, a, a, a good arc has a good villain. Like, I, I consider that as, like... Well, I, I say characters introduced, but I want to say characters just involved and, like, the uh, believability of everything. Because I do like to see a good character... Like, um when you see new arcs, usually, like how you said, you get new villains. So, when these new villains get introduced, the first thing is, like, what are these villains... What is the point of having yeah, this villain no, here? Yeah, for sure. Now, the only reason why I say I, I can't... You know what I'm saying? 
I do agree with that for a lot of shows, but certain shows, I'm looking at Hunter Hunter, right? And I want to ask you this question. I already had this kind of on because these are, I like, I wanted to compare a couple shows. pacing is one for me too. Though. Pacing is also pacing super, huge. super huge. Because that, that's why a Dragon Ball Z arc will never be mentioned. I, I can't. The like, pacing is kind of hard. It's ridiculous. Especially, oh my God, super. Z. Z, bro. The pacing Z. Is Z. They have to make Z. Everything they have to make after Kai, Dragon Ball. They have to make Kai to shorten Z and Kai was still fucking long. If, if we're talking about Dragon Ball arcs uh, being good arcs, I would... Uh, I would introduce the I would say you know the uh, the Dragon Ball arc with the the tournament because you get Jackie Chun you get yeah. the iconic Goku kind of moments and that was dope but anything anything after Z is just so much pointless list but, but at the same you, time it was iconic what were you about to ask me about Hunter Hunter before I cut you off about all right Z stuff we're talking about arcs here yeah my f- you know my favorite arc but I want to compare these two arcs the Chimera Ant arc versus the York New City uh, Phantom Troop arc because you said you like to see the, the villains progress we literally still don't have 100% closure to that arc we have somewhat closure with Karapika in that arc we get his own closure we get some kind of closure as far as you get to see what the troop does as far as losing their uh their head of their captain but as far as the Hisoka versus um in terms Krolo, of, we don't get to see that ended yet in terms of a singular arc I look at it as okay characters in, so the main villain of this arc is in terms of crap because it's the spiders as a whole. Mm-hmm. So because it's multiple villains, it's who you single out, single in on. Mm-hmm. Because Crollo was the idea of he was a villain in that arc, but he wasn't the quote unquote main villain of that arc. If that makes sense, he was one of them, but he wasn't the main character's he, main. It was it was like Uvo. Uvo was the main like the big. He was the big fight. That, and that's but, my like with Karapika because because see that's an interesting one you pose because because he's chasing an ideal or chasing a group that arc it you can only look at it singular in the sense of does Karapika accomplish part of his goal is he get developed and then in terms of that how does the group does the group lose anybody and is the group affected and because the group's affected and they're different from this arc I think it's a good arc because the because it's not one villain he's fighting a group of people is that group the same group that came in into mm-hmm. the first episode of York New City arc and I'd say they're completely different see, after that arc and see this is why I say or at least at least somewhat different after that arc oh it was it was a lot different after the arc because their whole shebang was fucked up and that's my thing but my big thing about that whole arc is that was my favorite arc even compared to the Chimera Ant arc which is a close 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 second to me because Chimera Ant arc is one of my favorite arcs in anime that's why I wanted to bring up those two specifically just to kind of see which one was the definitive best or like even objective you know what I'm saying how we feel but the reason why I feel like the York knew uh, I think it was it's really just a Phantom Troop arc yeah I, I love that arc because it's so the villains are so mysterious like Crollo's mysterious, Uvo's mysterious. Even whenever Karapika gets his closure, he wanted more closure and didn't get that closure. Like he got to kill Uvo, but he didn't get to kill all the spiders, and he kind of just gave up on that because he was sitting there like, "This is fucked up." And it changed, but see that—that's why it makes a good singular arc because mm-hmm. he went in with the mind state of, "I gotta kill all these people at no cost," but then he realized. It's the point cost of his key. action. Mm-hmm. Like he killed Uvo and didn't even get an answer. He wanted an answer. He was like, "Why? Why did y'all? Why do y'all do what you do?" And he was like, "Nigga, just kill me. Shut yeah, up." Yeah, like, just do, and then he realized they just do it just to do it. Just to, he realized this shit is his whole mission kind of changes course. And see where I say about villains. That's why I'll, I'll switch it to character 
development, but that's a development, and that and makes I, a, I would agree a good with that, singular like arc. Said. Like character development is big, big, big on what makes an arc. Uh, I, I don't know why I didn't say that. I said characters introduced, but to be honest with you, some characters get introduced that I don't like in certain arcs that are iconic arcs to me. So character development character probably matters de- more at the end of the day. Character development, pacing, fights, mm-hmm. and see that's why that's the only reason why I brought up the villain thing because you see Hisoka at the beginning and his shit never really gets resolved. You get the Heaven's Arena arc and that small thing gets resolved, but you kind of you don't know shit about him, and then ho- he appears in the York New it's uh, hard arc and makes it that. better. That's why character development is better because some villains. Trip, go over multiple arcs. For example, if you're going to say My Hero, if you say the League of Villains arc, well, Shigaraki's still kick, still doing his thing. Yeah, like, for sure. And like, that's not, that's a, that's a show-wide mm-hmm. villain. Whereas, for My Hero, I would say, even though before this arc's even finished, I'd say the Chisake arc is a representation of a good singular arc. And I haven't read the manga, so that's I, that's why I was sitting. There. I was thinking to myself, I was like, "Does my hero even have any arcs that I would consider to be this top one. tier?" Cause I do love the, the tournament arc. I do love season three. Uh, the, the all for one arc's good, but he's still a lot like. But it's di- but in, I, I, by I'm saying, I love it. But as an arc, but as by definition of it, the show is different completely from the beginning of that arc because we have All Might as a hero. We have all for one as the main villain, and at that point, the torch is passed by the end of it. And we do have really good pacing to where you're not getting a Dragon Ball fucking thousand episode arc. You're getting a, a tight arc that's that's knit tightly and uh doesn't have too many loose ends. It's really tied together as a nice little package. Yep. So I I can respect my heroes. Uh, I can't speak on the uh the overhaul arc. But this, this if we have this conversation in two months, this is the one. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's what I'm saying. Like. We haven't seen it yet, but we have seen good arcs. We just haven't seen exceptionally great arcs. I'd say Dark Tournament is an example of a good singular arc. Exactly. And I like the fact that you get to grow before Dark Tournament. That arc kind of, because I consider the Spirit Detective arc where he's dead, the Spirit Detective, well, the, the, you know, the UK is a ghost arc. It's small. I'm not saying these are all the best. No, but I'm, to your point about seeing to grow, I consider the Yukina part of the Tegru- like that's the start of the but dark can, tournament arc i consider it kind of the start of the the you know the, the dark tournament arc but it's kind it's of like, like a, a prelude a prequel yeah like a prelude because you get i look at it like the ghost arc then the spirit hunter uh, not the spirit hunter, the spirit detective arc where he's chasing karama and all these different bad guys rando uh saint beast which is kind of the, See, the, their the, own the two rando arcs. arc would be a good singular arc Oh, I love the Rango, uh, the Rando arc. It was very good, very tight knit, very sh- short. More so, be- more so than the Three Saint Beast arc because the st- I like that arc a lot though. Like but those it are both it, it equal to me. It doesn't end at a high for you though. It does not end at a high for me. But I do get like all the new characters introduced. Like I love all the villains like Biako, um, Gimbu, and I love the fact that this is the first time you see the gang as a gang and he shows his ass he and while maintaining his personality cool bar got a little bit of shine with but, the monster but they all have that. but they all have character development cool bar becomes exactly. a better person the only thing she, i don't like about that act is it uh arc <laughs> is its climax cool bar gets more confidence becomes a better fighter he becomes more personable more mm-hmm. uh karama karama's the only one who doesn't have big character development in that one but yusuke gets stronger and he realized that he needs to rely on his friends mm-hmm. and that he loves and that but, he loves him but, I'm not he, gonna lie. but he has that too at the tournament thing as well all those arcs are pretty good the, the saint beast arc is pretty good the rando arc was uh significantly better because of its uh the whole package then you get the taguro arc and it was great for a prelude arc but when you get to that dark tournament arc when i say pacing means a lot um, the pacing of the dark tournament was super slow, but it was as fast as it needed to be. It was deliberately paced. And I'm not gonna lie, it was it was executed well. Yeah, it was. To say it was long 
that's the that, longest that's a, arc. That's a good comparison to Dragon Ball Z. They did a tournament where they introduced characters, characters got resolution, and you see, like, that's what makes a good singular arc. For example, we see freaking the clown dude come in. We learn his backstory. He gets resolved. But it progresses the main crux of the arc to move forward because without that clown dude, he ate, I mean, Kurobara and Kurama don't get their boosters to fight mm-hmm. the, the rest of Toguro's team. Uh, Everything the, meant something. The 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 even the people that I hate with the the monster dude who controls those humans that progresses the story forward and we get a resolution for those people. Jin and the dude that drinks like all every part of the ter- the dark tournament arc is a puzzle piece that progresses mm-hmm. to get Yusuke to beat Toguro. And then the fights themselves. Every fight was iconic. Whether it was a side uh, a side fight with like Cool Bar versus Rinku to do with the yo yos. Or uh, Karama versus the Ice Dude, or the dude that had his mom, and just shit like that. Every single fight meant something to the story, and every fight was iconic, no matter if it was a side fight or a main fight. And the thing about that is, there's a lot of um, you you got to see damn near the whole tournament from the the, the Team Yurameshi perspective. Yep. You even got to see fights that weren't like you, the the very brief fights, like when Taguro and their team first touched down and just shitted on whatever teams they yep. took uh, they fucked with. Uh, Taguro literally touched down I was like y'all whole team just attack me real quick let's get this match over with I'm sick of this shit but um, as a tournament arc looking talking about tournament arc specifically that is GOAT tournament arc to me better than tournament of power better than Dragon Ball tournament arcs the only one competes with it is uh, is uh, tuning exams and that is uh, that we we could move on to our kind of next well before we move off from Yu Hakusho I kind of want to say chapter black arc as slept on as everything after uh, dark tournament was we could argue that Three Kings arc wasn't the best uh, arc in the show or in anime in general, but the Chapter Black arc was very compelling with the whole Sensui story about how he was introduced to Chapter Black, how he was introduced to Chapter Black, and the whole how shit tied in with Karama and how Yusuke is part demon and shit like that and got yep. to get his transformation and that fight, that end fight when he fucks Sensui up and get to see in Sensui seven personalities and his Sensui seven gang with all like the sniper was badass the whole fight with him and Yusuke and he ain't pulling up in the middle of that arc to fight Yusuke and get that closure to be like nigga we still got our shit son like we cool but we still rivals and I did promise you an ass from that back in the day arc. it was just it was such a good arc before you get to the dark tournament arc which was meh I liked it but I, I will honestly say it's it's me it's not as good as the first dark tournament no I agree um another arc before we get to Naruto and One Piece in terms of the big three I think as much as we shit on Bleach, Bleach has one of the best singular arcs with the Soul Society. I love the Soul Society arc. Uh, I didn't finish the Arankar arc, but I like where it was going, and I, I hear it. It wraps up iconically, the but so- I'm not going to lie. The Soul Bleach's, Society arc is amazing. Bleach arcs are better than uh, people that hate on Bleach would give them credit, because I was one of those guys, and I was sitting there like, Bleach don't even got no Chunin exam. I'm not saying literally, but like, Bleach don't got no iconic arcs. Bleach don't got no... And I would hear people talk about Soul Society, and like, what the fuck even is that? That's just watching hard. It, that shit was really good. It was amazing. Like closure, like Bia, uh Bia, um what the fuck is his name? Uh Rookie's brother. We oh, see yeah. a change in him. We see a change in Rin as in uh Rin, Rinji or Yeah, Rinji, I believe. Rinji. Like or we how see you changes. We see a change in Sosuke Eisen. Like that that like that's character. You see the shift between so but see, we didn't even get to the, the Eisen arc at the end. But, but, you, but now I'm just talking the, about a singular a arc. Job. But yeah, you're right. In terms of a singular arc, we see character development from majority of every character they've introduced exactly and the soul society arc is iconic and like just the way it introduced the series it it made me take a series i was sour on and made me take it serious same but we haven't seen 
the craziest shit that Bleach has to offer. So I'm kind of excited to pick that back up. One of my homies is like, every time I see him, he's like, you've been watching Bleach? I'm like, nah, I've been catching up it's on JoJo's that, or Attack on Titan. He just shakes his head on. at me. Best singular arc, another one Um, before we get to the Naruto's and the One Piece. I'm trying to think. Uh, The JoJo's arcs could be considered singular arcs. I'm not... A hundred percent pat like I'm not uh I'm not on every part, but I finished part one and two and uh as far as the Joseph arc, uh I love that arc. I love Joseph as a character way more than Jonathan. I'm not to Josuke and all them yet, but I'm not gonna lie. Uh yeah, Jotaro's my guy. Yeah, when I get that's to Jotaro, one, I'm one probably one gonna really jo- fuck with. Yeah. I can't and that's the one I'm about to start after I catch up on Attack on Titan. I caught up on well I didn't catch up on JoJo's, but I watched the first two parts and then I stopped. Watch Attack on Titan. Got to where I'm at. I'm on episode 45 right now. Because Full Metal Alchemist and um, Death Note are like singular stories. They don't. You can't consider. I consider. I consider the L arc to be an arc because it was a long ass arc, but it was stretched out perfectly. And when L, spoiler alert, dies, um, the show does change, and it is it, it opens up a whole new arc because it opens up the N arc, and N is different than L in a lot of different ways, and then. Uh, that's whenever you saw Light Yagami change his whole... Like, with L, everything was calculated to a T, and once he ended that arc, once that arc ended, you were like, this show can't be going in this direction. Like, you know how many episodes is left looking at whatever you're watching? You know you're not, you're not on the last episode when L dies, but you're like, where the fuck is this show gonna go now? It's like, that arc, that's the end of an era. Whenever you first are introduced to L, as far as, like, you see Kira doing some shit at the beginning, but as soon as L is introduced as that fucking L on the TV screen, yeah. you're like, oh shit. And then when you actually meet him and he actually looks eye to eye with L, that starts the arc. And then you get to the end when he dies, and that's like the end of a that shit went so many different directions and it was really just one kind of long, yeah. tightly knit arc. And then you get the new arc and then everything changes. Let me shout out Food Wars because the arc where they have the tournament where um, so- uh, Soma fights the dude who's master with the curries, that's a great arc. I, I'm on episode one of that, but I'm not going to lie. Food I'm about Wars to get into Food Wars. I watched episode one and I was like, this shit is appealing. All right, let's talk Naruto One Piece with some right. of your favorite singular arcs from them. Three definitive best, in my opinion, are most popular. Uh, Cause let me not even say most popular. Let me say my personal favorites. <coughs> my top three personal favorites are, of course, the tuning exam, of course, the pain arc, and the war. But that one gets kicked out of the conversation to me, and I wanted to see your opinion on it. But it gets kicked out of the uh, the situation to me because of the the fluidity, the yeah, package yeah. deal. And uh, like midway through, you get a season of filler with the Infinite Tsukuyomi filler arc, right? But the whole iconicness Madara touchdown, that was a, the arc had one of the best starts. And then it just, it just crashed filtered, and fucking yeah. burned all the way. They the tried end. to do too much. And where that arc fails, I think we see with One Piece Marine Ford succeed. Oh, yeah. One Piece Marine Ford. Oh, well, Marine Ford is my number one favorite arc in one piece because i'm not you know i'm not past i haven't even passed up the uh the punk hazard but before time skip pre-time skip that whole arc was just it set the tone for the series after i would say also water seven water seven slash uh in, uh what is it water seven? Down? no what is the, no it, uh uh fuck i forget what uh what it's called in his lobby yeah wa- in the water seven in, in his lobby to me pre-time skip not counting Marine Ford mm-hmm. is the best One Piece arc. Yeah, I'm not gonna you lie. You see, change. Robin's a different person. The Straw Hats g- grow. The villains are like everything's affected mm-hmm. from that arc. Literally, like the Water Seven arc literally changed the game in new crew member. Mm-hmm. 
and two new crew members because yeah, low key Robin. Robin like and then um you meet a lot of people that play in the future yeah and they're impactful characters whenever whenever you see Lucci Lucci ain't going nowhere but he's such an impactful character whenever he's introduced and whenever he he really introduces himself as Lucci uh I didn't expect that you know what yeah, I'm saying no. so and then the fights in that arc were iconic. So you get the Usopp versus Luffy. You get fucking uh, Sniper King, which was yep. iconic so in itself. Soya King's so fucking amazing, man. Bro, I love it. You get um, you get the end where you know the, the wrap up with the Frankie joining the crew. You get the wrap up with the with the uh, Zoro telling Luffy we can't. You know what I'm saying? Just take Usopp back, and that develops. Uh, Water Seven bef- is the perfect arc before because. You could say Marine uh, Marine Ford is pre time skip, but it set the time skip yeah. in motion. So it, it kind of is Water like Seven on is when the time start, skip. Yeah, like Water Seven to Saba Odi to Marine Ford sets up everything for the time and skip. Bro, just all the white beard shit, all the black beard shit, the ace death. Uh, Marine Ford was just. Changes the- it changes the series. Yeah, like you before then, I don't think you ever really felt imminent danger for the Straw Hats. You know, no one's going to die. You know, just. Um, the Straw Hats are undefeatable, invincible. And when I you think see that's Luffy's due to how dies. deliberate Oda makes deaths. Mm-hmm. Because if you see, Luffy never kills any of his opponents, he just beats their ass. Yeah, Ace is the first one where first time where it's like, oh sh- shit, somebody's dying. Then yeah. Whitebeard dies. Like, and then Shanks has to pull up, and you don't see him at ever all. Since. Yeah, since the beginning. So it's like that just was the perfect wrap up to the arc. And then you give them a reason for a great time skip. And like it ends. So everything is so perfect about that. And then when you come back from the time skip, one of my favorite parts of One Piece is not Fishman Island, but right before, whenever you get the fake Straw Hats run around, you see the impact the Straw Hats have had on the world. And then the game changes from them because now yeah. Straw Hats are definitive players in the big world. Because if you ask me post time skip, my f- in, in just in terms of all of One Piece, Dress Rosa is one of the singular be- best arts because you see you see change you see character development pacing like it's just a great arc singular but let's get to naruto tuning exams great arc great arc uh as far as every single character introduced you got like garo was introduced in the he had change you get two iconic fights with garo is it just two three maybe it's low-key three you get rockley then you get the the mini sasuke before he freaks out and then you get the naruto naruto yeah but um before that even starts, you see fucking Gaara just pull up and just murk niggas in the hallways on some like that nigga just really killed niggas. And like, then you get the introduction to Orochimaru in the in the forest because you got to count the forest shit. Definitely, and I'm not gonna lie, bro. Even Sakura cuts her hair and has a character development moment. To me, that's the best arc in Naruto before Shippuden. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Tuning uh, exams for sure. One of the it. best arcs in it. In anime manga, and this is a guy entirely. who loves the Zabuza arc, who loves all the other uh, great arc pre pre. Uh, Shippuden arcs, but nothing's really fucking with it. You need exam. It's, no. it's Twitter. Twitter gets mad when people talk about it because it's the most talked about. But it, I think that it's more along the line than when people are like, "Oh, this is underrated," and they show the fucking Rock Lee versus yeah. Gar fight. It's like, no, the Shikamaru versus Tamari fight is uh, underrated, and it is one of the moments that makes that arc so amazing. When you see Naruto versus um, Neji, Neji. Iconic fight. Every single fight in that uh, tournament. Arc, Hinata versus Neji. Even whenever the tuning exams first start with the with the, the writing, test, yeah. you think that it's going to be like, okay, so this is the tuning exam. And then right after that, shit gets exponentially real. You know what I'm saying? So and I love it, every And then part. it ends with us losing a Hokage. Like yeah. that's the prime definition of st- starting an arc and finishing where the show is different. And it's completely different. And so much shit progressed in that arc. Like even you get to see Gaara have a, a character kind of... 
development. A, yeah, it's a, a character a, Put on the path of a different, like, mm-hmm. he was villain, and then now he's on a path of redemption. You see Sasuke go from decent human, good human, to on the path of the Avenger uh, evil guy to where Kakashi tries to redeem him, but then it mm-hmm. ju- just goes back due to jealousy of Naruto. And we've spoken on this a million times, but Chunin exams, uh, I feel like we could say is definitively the best Naruto before Shippuden arc, but then you get to Naruto, oh, and pain. then the pain arc is the number one definitive arc, best arc in Naruto Shippuden, and Naruto as a whole, I feel. Yeah, no, I'm because with you. that shit was so, like when I tell you, tears were shed. Yeah, you but I'll say this, in terms of a singular arc, I would pick Chunin tune in exams of over uh pain because if you're looking at if you show someone tuning exam or uh or by itself and if you show someone pain arc by itself they would they would probably enjoy the pain arc more because of the fights and everything but in terms mm-hmm. of the emo- emotional impact of when naruto falls on kakashi and kakashi brings him to the village you won't feel that if you didn't feel everything else before I definitely feel that a million percent, but that kind of makes me, that's what kind of makes me, uh, that's what makes me say that I, I like the pain arc more just because when you get to the end of the pain arc, to me, it's like the the dark tournament arc for you. Not saying that I would ever be able to live without the whole fucking Madara touchdown arc, but I could do without the Kaguya touchdown arc. I could do without the whole ending of Naruto. If you tell me Naruto ended at the pain arc, to me, it's a 10 out of 10 series, if not 9.9. When you throw in the Madara arc, it starts stay, It stays with that same energy, but then it just spikes down so hard that it kind of takes Naruto as a full product from, uh, and let's not even get to Boruto, but whenever you get to the yeah, canon Jesus Naruto, Christ. like canon at the end, it takes it down at least to like an 8.59. It's not a 10 out of 10 series. But if you wrap it up at pain, the way that that ties the whole entire series together, because um, I'm not too, that's not, this isn't my big reason why I hate the ending of Naruto, but the ending of Naruto um, bothered many people because it goes against the core values of Naruto because you he gets, it's basically like the fucking uh, Madara Hashirama, Sinju, um, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's basically the, the brother's, the chain thing that makes Naruto and Sasuke's hard work and everything feel more like just destiny. And a lot of people don't say the Sasuke retrieval arc to me, that's not the one of the best arcs. Uh, oh no, no, I'm not a fan of the Sasuke retrieval. Arc. That, believe it or not, that's one of people's favorite Naruto. Arcs. I love the Kimimaro stuff, but other than that, like it's one of them ones that like, I like the tournament of power, but it's not one of the best anime arcs of yeah. all time. Do you have any other arcs you want to throw out? For sure, being that I'm on Attack on Titan, only season, uh, only episode 45, season three, you know what I'm saying? See, do you consider Attack on Titan as arcs? Because, like, shows like that, I consider it's just one big through line. Well, I kind of, I only consider one arc, because I was thinking about that as well. It's like one big through line. Like, that's why I don't say Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, even though there's, like, the Scar arc, there's, like, the hump, there's, like, but see, you could shit consider, that split that up, but, like. You can consider, like, Promise Neverland, because that whole arc when they're in the crib, is an arc before they get out of the walls and it ends oh, but on see, that series. That's an arc see, to that's, me. That's, that's different though because the show is completely different after that point. Whereas with Attack on Titan, the show is still the same. Kinda. Because when Eren turns into a Titan, that just throws a curveball to the thing. But when you get the female Titan and you get to the end of that arc, and I don't consider the end of that arc until they capture uh, Annie. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like that whole female Titan arc right at the beginning, when she first got introduced, I was like, that's that bitch. I forgot her name was Annie. She wasn't that important of a character to me, but I definitely took notice of her and her signif- uh, significance. Yeah. But whenever you get to that arc, I saw that. I feel like that arc opened up because that was the first time you really, well, I really seen them even leave the walls. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen these niggas leave the walls until. But they isn't went that on all one season? 
No, it was just the end of season one. It was like a small, it was, it ended season one and it started season two, but it was like maybe four or five, maybe six episodes. See, that's, I'm just, but I, I, I agree with thing. you with Promise Neverland. Like, because... So much shit happened in that, that little mini arc when they just left. I, I, I don't know what you could call it. I want to call it just the anti-female Titan arc, it's, but it's my... kind of their first exploration arc. And you never saw that before. Like the whole yeah. season changes because you see Aaron become a Titan, but you don't really understand the ins and outs of it. But whenever you see Annie, you still don't under, understand the ins and outs of it. But you're like, wait, so people besides Aaron can become Titans and there are bad Titans. And that's when things start kind of clicking in your head. Like, what about the armor Titan and the massive Titan? What if those are not just random fucking stupid Titans? Because people already, they already knew about the abnormals. But when you see her and me, I'm already putting two and two together when I first saw the bitch that that's Annie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I'm like, why? I'm like, that can't be. But by the time you get to the end of what I call the arc, when she, they're in that, that little tunnel shit about to go on the ground, they trying to get her on the ground. I thought it was over for them when they lost that. That was the biggest L I think they ever took. And the thing with me is, I consider it an arc because even though they lost, it had a climax. And I'm sitting there thinking that they were going to catch that W. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when they catch that L and they got to go back home and they got the, the bodies with them and then Titans start chasing them and they're slowing down, they got to throw the bodies off. I'm like, damn, son. So you see the whole, you get the whole mini arc, or not mini arc, but mini theme where Aaron doesn't trust them at first. I'm not doesn't trust them, but he was about to go Titan for them and they were like, trust us. And he was like, okay, I trust y'all. And then nobody died. They really came through. And he was about to go Titan mode later on. And they were like, whoa, I thought you trusted us. We just went over this. And he was like, you know what? I trust y'all. Everybody fucking died. So that's like the most, that's the most death I've ever seen. Some of the most impactful deaths I've ever seen. And then the way it wraps up, it does wrap up, but you get a sense of like, yeah, you guess, feel you feel you like you lost as a, as a as a viewer. You feel lost at the end, but right whenever that arc ends and you find out that it's really fucking Annie, and then she turns into a Titan, and then uh, they get that little rematch. Because the going. show is different after that point. I can see oh that. exponentially. Yeah, after that happens, the show is a completely different show. That's when to me it becomes a government political show because at the end of that arc, when you see uh, you know Annie first get exposed as the female Titan. Um, you also see stuff start to start to bubble as far as you get to see the corruption in the um the government. You don't get to see it in full, but you get to see a little bit of it because right before the shit ends, before they even expose that Annie was the female Titan, you get to see her with the little gang of uh what was it, the police or the um Yeah, just just her her squad her uh squadron that she followed. The little bowl cup motherfucker was trying to go against the uh the higher ups and then the nigga shut that shit down. You never saw that up until that point. Up until that point, everybody with a uniform was honorable. So it's like you get so many different bombs dropped on you all at once, and then another arc opens up that I feel like never closes. And I feel like there's no arc after that. But before that, but unless you want to consider like the fucking castle arc, but that to me that's not a really it's not a real arc. To me, that's just a part of what was going on. But the only thing that I think stands alone so far, I'm not at the end of season three yet. I don't know if that could be packaged up but as a as a as a package that whole female titan arc it gave me a climax it gave me a closure and then it gave me a bunch of little mini things in there and a lot of well yeah i'll say I, i'll say after that there's no arc it's like full oh, metal no, alchemist sure. where the first part when you when you the whole part of the first thing is to find scar that's like an arc and then after that it, it goes to like oh we got to figure out but see the crux of the shit to me like with one piece you get to marine ford and then once you get to that end of marine ford it is then that one piece becomes one piece true before then you get dope shit but like before then as far as me with uh attack on titan the reason why i didn't really click is because i didn't have anything to latch onto and anything to like i, I stopped 
maybe I didn't want to say I don't even want to say at the end of the arc uh, of season one. I didn't get to that part. I got yeah. to like the training and a little bit after the training. And to me, it, it didn't seem like it. I'm not saying it didn't seem like it was going anywhere, but I didn't understand the direction. But once you get to the end of season one and the beginning of season two, you don't you still don't know where the fuck you're going, but you got an idea of where what the show is from there. True. Like before, it's just Titans and niggas killing Titans, and it seems pointless until you see that it's a higher, it's a bigger picture, and you just don't understand it. And then every mystery that gets brought in after that makes it everything like click and like you said after that yeah. everything you just you just learning shit and yeah, it's, it's crazy but before then they kind of it wrapped up what you it wrapped up the unknown into a package to where you still have a lot of questions but you know the world now and yeah. you feel like shit is just it makes more sense if that makes sense even though you get more questions so what makes a good arc for us is pacing character development good fights and fluidity on how it connects with the rest of the main story facts and it's it varies uh which one matters more than others because some arcs shine for certain reasons and some arcs shine for other things yeah, to no, me those sure. are like low-key necessities like you if you have if you fuck up in one spot that's what changes the arcs greatness because like when you mess up the fluidity and the pacing of say you just uh, the naruto yeah. arc it messes it up the and it keeps War. it from being one of the best arcs of all time when you get to something like the 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 three kings arc in uh use case in uh yu yu Hakusho, when it starts to feel rushed and just unnatural, that's whenever you get to sit in there. Like you could like the arc, but you can't call it one of the God body arcs. Nope. I'm with you. Let's get to our reviews. We'll start off with fire force. So we have episode 19 into the nether and boys fire force picking up episode 19 lights analysis of the attack on Vulcan's workshop reveals that the evangelist men have been in the nether the area beneath Tokyo company eight proceed to the underground in search of the white clad in the secrets behind human combustion. This is the Maki and Tamaki episode. Maki had great stuff. Like everything leading up to Tamaki and Maki fighting in the never was great exposition. We find out about more about the idol of burst and we're, and we're finding out that like, this is what the white clad are. So it's like time to go battle time to go inspect time to see if they're in their hideout. Maki fights the, uh, the guy with the, the mace, kind of the ball and chain, super, super dope fight. She's, she whoops his ass, but then we see Tamaki have her etchy thing, and I'll, I'll let Krista take it over at this point. Now, see, let me get this out of the way first, right? Maki touched down and showed her ass. I really appreciate that. The thing is, I love seeing her use her new equipment. Uh, before uh, Tamaki and uh, Iris get their little whatever, I don't want to even call it a little mini arc or whatever the fuck you want to call it, their fight, because I don't even consider it that. Before that happens, you get to see the setup of what is essentially hell. Yeah. These niggas are like, we are going into hell. We're going to fuck with the white clads. This is not no bullshit. This is our first real, real mission. Yeah, this is a battle. So I'm seeing that get set this up, This seems right? almost like the end of an arc. The beginning, before you get to Tamaki, um, I'm looking at it like, great so far i'm enjoying it it's gr- it's a great start it's not not saying it's the best climax because it's not a climax but it's for shit getting started i'm at the edge of my seat i'm like oh shit's going down so you get the tamaki shit kind of towards the end of the episode but the the reason that takes the score down for me is the tamaki shit and before i get into the etchy shit this is what i want to throw out there because i, I want to have a message to those to both sides of that 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 uh argument but as far as when Tamaki pulls up, this is what ruins it for me. You see the first sign of Echi? I've complained about that, but that really didn't bother me. When I saw um, 
the 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 fake Tamaki and the real Tamaki and Sister Iris like I don't know how the fuck do I know you're the real you and her clothes fly off it's like it's corny but it's a it's a it, it makes sense story wise it makes sense story wise and to to be honest with you I didn't find it super funny like I wasn't slapping my knee but I could see how that's funny because I know how they have like little small etchy jokes in other anime you know what I'm saying so I don't want to consider and that it's her tale so it just, it just makes sense like. And to be honest with you, it fit perfectly story-wise to the point where I was not mad even a little bit. I was sitting there, before I watched the episode, I saw Twitter react to it, and I was like, oh, so this is the edgy shit they're complaining about? They could have did worse. You know what I'm saying? Now, this is where they fuck around and do worse. You see you see that whole, uh, the, 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 the part where, you know, uh, her and Iris kind of link up and they, they keep it moving, right? Then it cuts to Maki. Maki shows her ass to me. The episode is still inclining. Like to me, the episode was inclining in the beginning. Yeah, she starts to, to she starts to like fight for real. Oh yeah, and but the thing is, I'm still going up. It kind of stops whenever she does the edgy shit, but it doesn't go down. My interest is still peaked. It doesn't ruin it for me, and that's what was my problem before this episode. That it was ruining moments for me, and I'm sitting there like you're taking me out of the experience where I'm looking at this shit like a completely serious moment, and then she comes out like boing, 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 and it's like whack. But at this point, I don't go down. I'm staying still. Then Maki comes on, and I'm going up. So I'm sitting there like, God damn, this might be a fucking five episode, even though I, we got the, the Tamaki shit. But whenever the Maki shit ends or goes to a pause and it goes back to Tamaki, it increases still because the fight starts off uh, with a flashback between Lieutenant and Tamaki. And between Captain Obi. Oh, I mean, Captain Obi. I'm sorry. I thought it was Lieutenant. I always get them too confused. But um, literally, she's having the um the combo with Obi. Uh, Obi and... He's sitting there like, you got to boss up. This is your time to shine. Like, you got to, are, are you willing to do some shit? And she's like, I'm a motherfucking member of Company 8 too. Like, you're not going to play me like no punk. I am a part of the team and I will hold my weight. And you see at the beginning, the villain that she's going up against proves to be badass. He doesn't, he's not a nerfed villain. He's not trash aesthetically. His power looks like a fight that Arthur would have fought. Literally, like, bro, those, those fucking torpedoes he was sending was fucking like her ass up. So it did look like bullets. He was like kicking her ass. I'm sitting there like, oh, nigga. And then she was in what I call Naruto Nine Tails mode whenever the, the chakra's coming out. Yeah. Like, I love that <laughs> aesthetic. So I'm sitting there like, is Tamaki? Because remember, I wasn't blown, I wasn't blown away at the beginning, but I wasn't mad. I'm like, is Tamaki about to like do a 360? Is she going to get some development? Is she going to get her first W? Is her Etsy finally going to make me feel like it doesn't even matter that she does that because she's actually a dope character? No. Right whenever the fight is about <laughs> Yo, to get And the dope. funny thing is, wait, not to cut you off, because we were watching the episode together and you had seen it before me because mm -hmm. now the anime's caught up to where I stopped reading the manga. And you were like, bro, just wait. Like, I was like, yo, why why everybody fussing? You was like, just wait. And they keep fighting, they keep fighting. And then, like, all of a sudden, when she's about to do her major attack, boom, etchy. Boing, boing, boing. Oh, no! I, like, I accidentally grabbed her titty. This nigga who is just launching fucking rocket launcher bullet torpedo things is now weakened to by me, this the is touch of a woman's breast. Annie. Like, this is, not Aunt, Lord, this is disrespectful, etchy, because it's like, Damn, so the woman character only can win because she lets her boob get touched? And the thing is, we got Maki as the strong woman and we got Tamaki as the but why polar we can't have multiple strong women? That's but my thing. The thing is, why did they build up for a joke that to me wasn't even funny? Yeah. To me, it was disrespectful because at first, you give me the Tamaki joke and this is the first time I actually like it. I actually say, oh shit, so who was the real Tamaki? That's the perfect way to figure out the real Tamaki versus the doppelganger. I'm like, I'm not mad at this. I'm like, people were tripping on Twitter. And then you see her really boot up on this threatening you're starting this to threatening feel, present you're starting to buy for it buy yeah you sitting it. there she's getting fucked up and you sitting there she's still fighting back so you're like yeah you just got finished talking to obi like come on man like you time, gotta, it's your moment it's, yeah it's your time to shine like literally they 
not only is it I'm sitting there hype, but they set it up for that. Yeah, they, Why they the do. fuck would you have a whole conversation with her and Obi just for her to just boing, and then out and then of nowhere, just son, touch her titty. while the guy is down, she's decapitated, not decapitated, but she's like, and the oh guy has a saucy, he has a Sanji moment where it's like nosebleed, incapacitated. Yes. And it, he was badass up until that point. It's just completely unbelievable. And then all of nowhere, Iris just hits him with a pipe. You know? And that's yeah, the thing, she with. turns around and her ass goes up in the air and he's like, oh shit, not her ass in the air. I'm, I'm about to see Cooch. Horny overload right now son this is a character that you don't expect that from because they don't set him up to be that Sanji character he's just a badass entity yeah. and then boom it's like joke that wasn't set up to be a joke it was set up to be an iconic a moment like psych nigga you thought Tamaki was about to do something no she's whack and the thing is I understand that but why is there such a problem with and this is why I'm getting into the fan base why is there such a problem with people saying I don't like Tamaki man her etchy just ruins her like she's not even a good no, character I, I agree with the complaints after this cause like I'm with you like if it would've just been with the first part y- y'all are wild niggas get on Sakura for doing less when in actuality she does exponentially more oh, Sakura yeah. is important in so many different ways and I'm one of them people who shit on Sakura for being useless even though Me I know too. she's not 150% useless but for majority of the series By she's 70. annoying she's not she doesn't have a lot of yeah exactly like she doesn't do shit besides get on your nerves for a long time and chase Sasuke no so facts. Tamaki doesn't do shit period but just show her up ass until this and, point and titties exactly and it's like I get the etchy we had a whole shower scene I wasn't necessarily mad at that I saw the direction they were going in with the etchy uh, but I didn't I didn't expect they would je- uh, jeopardize story and character development just to get an etchy joke and see, off we, and the thing is we're in the middle of a badass yeah, Maki fight you're expecting Tamaki. They set it up to be dope. It's like, damn, it's not going to be a joke. And then you get to the next episode and not to spoil anything, getting into the next review, but you get more seriousness. You get not even a lick a mod- of that. Yeah, of Tamaki. You get, you get Arthur being corny, which we can talk about. Not corny, but stupid. But, but that's his but, character. Yeah, see, it's different And with it him. didn't take away from anything story-wise. He didn't die because, or he didn't lose, or he wasn't dis- decapitated. Somebody else had to save him. It was like, she literally showed how useless she was. he didn't win was. based on a joke. Like, she is just, at this point, until they show me otherwise, she's a joke character. She literally didn't even win. She's like... She has no stakes. Iris did more bad. Like, when Iris started bashing that nigga, I was like, damn, Iris, you really getting them licks off. I was like, shit, you just came out of nowhere. Out of all people to bash somebody over the head with a metal bat-type pipe thing, it was Iris. Like, I what? never would expect that. And the thing is, I understand what they were trying to do. It just... It just didn't land. I'm going up seeing the whole Tamaki fight. I'm literally, for the first time in my life, feeling, not saying sorry for Tamaki, but feeling expectations of her that are exceeding what she's done so far. Wanting to see her succeed. And wanting to say the naysayers wrong that I was, because, like I said, I hated her etchy because it took her out, it took me out of the show, it took me out of the seriousness of it, and seeing the shit at the beginning, I was like, they didn't take me out of it, Twitter's tripping, I'm about to switch sides on these niggas and be like, the etchy not that bad, and then boom, you punched me, slapped me in my face, like you you made me feel like I got excited for nothing, you made me feel like a bitch. Yeah, no, you you set that up perfectly when we were watching together, because I was like, there's no way, like. And see, the people on Twitter will say, oh, you've never seen etchy And I was telling you this kind of off, off air, there was this guy hit me up, and he was literally saying, Bruh, so you've never seen Etchy before? You well then he, he this is his literal statement. He said, Well then I guess Shonen's just not for you if you can't deal with Etchy. Nah, there's I different, said, what? There's different ways to do it. I'm like, so you telling me you're telling me like I didn't love Naruto. I've never said anything about sexy jutsu. I've and, never seen said anything about Bulma and her many etchy moments from Dragon Ball. At least with Dragon Ball, even in well, I'm gonna use Naruto. Naruto is an example because I won't use Dragon Ball, but Kishimoto never sacrificed his story to get an etchy joke off. Yeah, and bro, there are scenes in 
uh, One Piece that are literally animated to show off Nami and Robin's physique. Remember when they were in the bikinis all, on the boat just Oda, jiggling? Like Oda will like if he's doing an etchy moment, it's just like you know it's like on the nose, but he will never ever sacrifice. Like, that exactly. would be like, it's not it's blatant etchy, but it's not disrespectful bad writing. That would be like during Marine Ford, like freaking uh, uh, Luffy's fighting a Kainu, and then all of a sudden. Boa Hancock just falls out of nowhere, shows her tits to kind of and turns them to stone, and it's for like, no fucking reason. And it's a, it's literally a part of the story. Like too. what? In like, the middle of a serious moment. Like to me, it just takes me out of it. And I just want to say to everybody, um, you can respect people's opinions, like as far as not respecting Tamaki and liking Tamaki, because me, like I said before that point, at you the were end, digging. I, the episodes are five out of five episodes to me, or at least a four point five for exposition. This brings it down to like a four three point five for sure. Yeah, it give me. I'll give it a three point eight because honestly, it's not a bad episode. It just no. has one bad part that takes me out of the experience. But just to to over masculine Twitter, that's like, oh, so you've never seen titties before? People are allowed to critique your favorite show. Your favorite show, if the it's be the main people who call Sakura useless that get mad at you for saying Tamaki is useless. It's the same people that say Naruto is garbage because of the last part of the last season that will not accept the fact that Fire Force, uh, a 20-episode show, is not perfect and flawless. It has its flaws even in its beginning stages. And, and let, us, is, let us get our jokes off about Tamaki being trash because she's if, honestly not the best. If Fire Force's only problem is Tamaki, then it's doing very well. Exactly. Like, that is a very small issue to have, but it's an issue nonetheless. People want to pick apart certain parts of my favorite series, the Yu Hakusho, you know what I'm saying? And to me, it's not... Like, when you get to, of course, uh, after Chapter Black, you get to the Three Kings arc, it's sharp decline, but... It's not Garbo. It's it's mid. We could call it what we call it, but it doesn't ruin the whole series. So I'm not going to let Maki's little small shit ruin yeah. the series for me. But if you're going to be one of those people, not saying you specifically, but if no, like as a critique, you're going to say Naruto is ruined by this one moment. Um, fucking Yu Hakusho is ruined by this one moment, but this other show is perfect because I like all this shit. You can't, you can't ignore flaws. We got to call it what it is. Fairy tale is dope, but it's not to be taken super serious. Yeah, no, you know for what I'm sure. Saying? Lucy's kind of useless for a long time. We love her. She's a lovable character, but Tamaki hasn't really proven us to be that lovable Nothing yet. at all. But and that, that's all I got to say. I, I, I want to give this shit probably a four. Because a four? Before, like, Tamaki... Oh, you're giving it a three eight. I'm going to give it a four. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to give it a four because Tamaki... Didn't bring it down that bad. Yeah, because Maki shit was still badass. And Maki all the shit, exposition was fire. Bro, when they literally were, um, the exposition of like, we're going down into hell. I'm like, y'all built it up and then y'all executed on the and building And then explaining up. like the Idola burst and like giving us more connections for sh- Sho and the, Shinra. Uh, without the Tamaki shit or with a different ending to the Tamaki shit, it would have easily been 4.5, 4.8. This would have no, been an amazing you. episode to me. I'm giving it a solid four with you. Let's jump to episode 20. This uh, Lieutenant Hinawa comes upon an abandoned subway station where he gets into a shootout with Arrow. Arthur and Mirage find themselves in a rematch as Arthur gets the chance to put his training that he received from Benny Maru and Konoro to the test. This is an amazing episode. We see Hinawa's badassness, why, why he's a lieutenant. We see his strong bullets. He beats the Arrow guy, and then he's out of, like, in such a great fight because the ladies like has him almost defeated, but he was like, and you talk, you were saying about this off air. If you'd have took out my company eight shield, I would have had no hope. But because you didn't do it, I can believe in my guys because I got to do it for my guys. I'm cynical like you, but because I have the these people like Captain Obi, but like Shinra, like Arthur, they give me hope in life. Dope, dope message. He ends up winning, get, and then is really beat, like not defeated, but really injured. And these other like coward homies are coming to try to fight in Mirage. And 
as he sees Arthur's eye sticking out of the floor. He brings Arthur down. Arthur has a badass re- rematch with Mirage, and he learns from uh, Beanie Morrow and Conoro how to sense life to know when something's a, uh, not real or when something's a fake attack. <laughs> and it allows him to send a major strike to Mirage, defeats him, and he saves Lieutenant Hinoa. And that's how the episode really ends. And I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, and then the shit opens up with the Vulcan shit. Oh, yeah, where Vulcan and Captain Obi are about to take on uh, Lisa in that, in the dude with the o- overhaul mask. Uh,. This shit bad. Just this is got a vibe. real. So no Tamaki. First off, so definitely everything that I would have taken away from it is out of the window because this shit literally from the beginning of the episode, right? You see Shinra kind of flex his new power very minimally. He doesn't even yeah. really do shit, but he's like, "Ooh, I can't wait to fuck shit up." But he's like, "I'm burst. that fucking boy." He's like, "I'm getting my brother. It's about to be dope as a fuck. rapid, not burst rapid." He he was like flexing that shit, and I'm like, "Yeah, nigga, talk your shit. You that boy." And then they're like, "Wait, it's not time for him yet." You jump right into Lieutenant, and you jump right into his fight, and it was a badass yeah, shootout. Those guns, that shit uh, was badass. You get to see the homeboys from the white clad that are sitting there like, "Damn, I'm supposed to be helping right now," but literally, it would be like walking into a fight between tanks, and I'm not about that life. Badass moment. I, I, I want to help, but I'm not fucking suicidal. In the way he uses her attack to boost his. Oh yeah, but the, fire. the whole re- the whole thing about him like losing and then. Shaking back, looking like whenever I saw him look at um his shoulder and you saw him grab the company eight logo or the number, I was like, damn, son, he really calling it quits and he's really hurt the fact that he let them down. But he's like, nah, he's like, he gets up and was like, bitch, you should have shot this arm because you fucking up this arm did nothing. You let me see this and that's your biggest mistake because yep. now I realize what I'm fighting for. I can't go out like that. If I die right here, what the fuck is everybody else going to do? He's like, I'm not going out like that. So he really, like you said, hit her with her own power. And I'm sitting there like, oh, fucking right. And then they still kind of beat him and corner him. And I'm like, well, at least he 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 put up more of a yeah. fight than Tamaki. You know what I'm saying? Tamaki got her titty grabbed and stopped fighting. And you know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden he uses his little last ditch bullet to send Arthur crashing down from the sky. That's your little cliche kind of thing where it's like, I wasn't aiming at you. I hit what I was supposed to hit. <laughs> what? And then you hear Thorn? You but see, it just like, works. Arthur's? And the thing is, Arthur's one of the funniest comic relief characters, but he is badass comic relief. Yeah. He's like Kuwabara being goofy and the loser of the group, but at the same time, when it's time to fight, he beat Biako. When it's time to fight, he beat fucking Elder Taguro low-key. Yeah, kind of. Because Elder Taguro yeah. kind of came back, but he got that W at, at the, in the long scheme of things. So when you see uh, Arthur pull up, I love seeing Arthur pull up. Remember a few episodes back whenever he was like, I'm a knight. And they made that stupid ass costume for him. And he was trying his best, but he was just so goofy. And because of his training, he's now a Mm -hmm. a knight samurai. And I remember he was telling Shinra something like, try not to talk, break it down as simple as possible because I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. I can't really understand it. He was like, are you taking pride in being an idiot? And it's like, that's his character. Yeah. That is not working against him even a little bit. Like when he pulls up, he's like, I'm a knight samurai. Wait, wait, wait. I'm a samurai knight. And it's like, this dude is, nigga, you were in the middle of a fight, son. Get back to it. But it's funny. It's like, it doesn't take you out of the experience. It doesn't make him lose. It doesn't, no. it doesn't stumble him. He literally takes time out, but you're seeing his training payoff. You're seeing flashbacks to the train with Benimaru, one of my favorite characters. And it's sitting there like, nigga, you know how excited I was with, yeah. the, with the training arc. Seeing that shit pay off almost instantaneously and seeing your, your hero and your secondary hero boot up Progress. on these niggas. Like, bruh, Lieutenant just got his shit rocked. And this dude pulled up and literally is getting fucked up by fake ass. What was he calling it? Um, mirage. Yeah, the mirage. Shimmers. Shimmers. He was getting hit with the shimmers and shit. And someone just like, 
this ain't shit. Yeah, he just takes. I'm he's sitting just, there like, yeah, son, you know that shit don't got murderous intent behind it. Like, yep. you know it don't got no kind of life in it. He just hitting you just to hit you. And then when and, he did, he was ready for it. And then when he hits him, he ends up saving Lieutenant Hinoa because the dude wasn't trying to stab him. He was trying to stab mm-hmm. the lieutenant. So. And he almost fucking killed him in the same breath, which was hilarious. Yeah. Like, this dude is an idiot. He's gaining smarts and experience as far as in the battlefield, but he's still goofy. He's still, still dumb. And it's not to his detriment. He's low key showing his ass right now. And he's low key showed off harder than Maki and Lieutenant, and I expected that from him, and I got that, and it was so great to see him really boot up and get into action. And then right when I think, because uh, we were watching the episode, and I remember halfway through, like whenever Lieutenant uh, Loki was losing, we thought that was the end of the episode. But it not only was it the end of the episode, we get the whole Arthur fight, and it boots. It takes the episode from a 4.5 to a 5. And then leaves us with the cliffhanger of Vulcan and Obi and, versus But they started, and it gives yeah. you a good cliffhanger. It's like, you see... Lisa, that's her name? Yeah, I think I'm Lisa. You see Lisa, and she's bae. She's waifu since day one. Even whenever she was, like, announced to be on a bad team, I was like, she, she ain't really bad, though. She's bae. There's no way she's bad. Like, she's just, she just doing it because that mean nigga. octopus firearms mm-hmm. ready to fight him in Obi's But see, like, the thing is, t- when she, as soon, on. like, as soon as she pulls up, fucking son literally was like, uh, I literally, f- I made you. Yeah, it gave me... O- Overhaul and airy vibes. Mm-hmm, like definitely. even like with the scene where he was holding her, it reminded me of Overhaul with his mouth open over airy. Like it's just, it just interesting that Fire Force has a similar aesthetic of a villain to my hero. Oh yeah, for sure. And just the fact that um, it's that deep, that fast with these characters. Like we j- literally same episode. We just got some. Um, we got some Lieutenant material. We got some Ar- Lieutenant growth. Lieutenant good fight. Yep. Then we got Arthur, Arthur good fight. And then right after that, it's like, you thought we was done? Like, we're not just going to end the episode right now. We're going to see... We're going to set up Vulcan and o- Obi. You, you actually see uh, Lisa feel bad for what she's doing, and he manipulates her. So now you really see the relationship way more. So it's like you get three different main points. None of them were lacking. This this show was literally... Or this episode was literally an incline, and it the didn't stop. Way. It yep. was like a big-ass uh, ride that when you got to the end, you didn't want it to end. They were like, it doesn't have to end until now. Yep. And now I'm itching for the, for the next, next episode. Shout out to Five Force, man. Solid fives. Five. Yeah, for like you. I gotta give this a five. Whenever when it's a five, it's a five, bro. Like and this one, good show, man. The, the, like this goes. Uh, this is working out to be, and I don't know how long the arc is gonna be, but it's working out to be what we would consider to be a great arc. We're yeah, already seeing character development. We're already seeing great fights, and we're seeing story progression. And like even with the Adola burst kind of things, we're getting dropped on us. It's like this shit is not staying stagnant. And I was one of those people who was kind of. Uh, what's the word? Uh, skeptical of where we were going from here, from Five yeah. Force. But now I know that everything I, I, I was scared of it turning into mid is out of the window now. Like, and we this still got has, the Joker stuff that we st- still got to figure out because we don't know anything about to me to, to pass up Soul Eater. Yeah, no, I, I look, I'm, I've been a big Five Force fan. I told you when we got to this spot, this was the spot. So you brought up Joker, bro. This is a five. We didn't get a Shimmer fight. We didn't get Joker. We didn't yeah. get Shimmer's brother. This is a five with just Lieutenant Arthur and fucking Vulcan and Lisa. And, and not uh, even not even a battle with Obi Obi Vulcan and Lisa. Yeah, it was just literally it's just set up. literally incline of of quality, and we didn't even see the best what's to come of this arc. And then that dude, like, not to not to stay on this too long, but the dude told him, "Yeah, I know what spontaneous combustion is. Yeah, I know all this mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm not telling you. Fuck yep. you. Yep. Like, I was like, oh shit, bro. That this show is is is, is officially at the point where I'm. Knee deep in it, now there's no turning back. Before it was like it got a couple episodes, and if it just if it gets trash, it gets trash. I'm about to pull out. It was now, that point where Radiant, where you stopped last time. Yeah, it was like it was make or break it. It was like that would be like if you stopped right before we met Vulcan, mm-hmm. like right after Benny Morrow. Like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but like, am I gonna continue? And then like, it, 
Yeah, and I'm show. glad I watched both of the episodes yesterday versus watching the Tamaki Maki episode then waiting a week because when we got to this week, I'd have been so sour to want to watch it. But um, I wasn't left on too sour of a note, especially knowing that we got the Tamaki shit out of the way starting the next episode. So it the impact was just... It was there. It was 150%. And just re-watching it again with you. I watched it yesterday, but watching it again, um, like it hit... I'm not saying twice as hard, but it it sh- it still had the same amount of hit in it. Yeah, it had the same amount of impact. It's like, damn, I still can't wait. It's like whenever I was watching the episode, the new episodes of um, like not Hunter Hunter, but like uh, I want is a bad example, but Super. Whenever I watched that latest episode and I was waiting for the next one, I'd watch the other one again because like it was good. Yeah, and it wasn't the best, but this is really hitting to the point where I might watch this bitch again. Yeah, no, that shit was fire. Let's jump to my hero. So look, episode seventy. We don't have to spend that long on it because it's the. Setup episode. Yeah, for sure. So basically what happens in episode 70, the work students wait until pro heroes find Aerie and it's time to start the operation to save her. This is leading up to the operation. Night Eye uses his quirk and like the black dude was upset at him like, I thought you weren't going to use it. And he was like, nah, nigga, I told you I was going to use it when it was time. Like, yeah, exactly. We see that. And we see the dragon hero and Hadu find their f- first villain. Dope to see uh, the big dude fight. But this is just set up. What'd you think of episode 70 real quick? Because th- th- not much happened. This uh, not much happened. You touched on everything that was important. And I love everything that you touched on. Like, just to say that this was an expedition episode, I'll give it a good four, maybe 3.5. Because not too much shit happened. But the shit that did happen, I enjoyed it. Because uh, whenever you see the... the uh, it built hype up really well. It definitely built hype up. Whenever you see the, the black hero touchdown, he's like, I thought you were going to use the... You know, I'm saying and seeing him react to it like you don't get to tell me when I, I yeah I know what I'm doing this is my case like, like dude, yeah I, you're you're a side hero like this, literally bro. play your role you know what I'm saying <laughs> this is my case you have to you're the one who's under pressure I know what the fuck I'm doing you know what I'm saying you don't question you me. better be ready to unlock whatever door we gotta go to exactly you know what I'm saying <laughs> we like, still don't know that nigga quirk like I question you you don't come at me with that shit and then seeing the fucking blue eyes white dragon transformation of that other hero <laughs> the dragon hero she's badass bro she literally looked like blue eyes white dragon I'm looking at her I'm like what the hell she's like that whole the aesthetic of her dragon form is so thrown off, but I, I'm here for I it. Fu- yeah, I fuck with it. I'm mm. I'm, I'm with that crew. And I love the the little villain. They look like they're gonna have to fight. Look like a little weird derpy dolphin kind of thing, but mm-hmm. a swole one. Yeah, he turned into like a Hulk ass like creature. Mm-hmm. But episode seventy, you gave it a solid like three five. Uh, I'll give it a three five. Yeah, I'm giving it a so- solid three five as well. Let's jump to episode seventy one. This is where it gets real. Uh, it's the episode titled "Sun Eater of the Big Three. The she- the shy Hasaki is going all out to stop stop the heroes and Sun Eater volunteers to take out the first batch of the eight bullets members in the way. So basically, after the dragon hero and Hado and Froppy and uh, Och- Ochako stop the first batch, they're running inside and then these three dudes come up and they're like, yo, we about to... Oh, well, no. The, the main guy who like messes up the building is like messing up and Miro's like, nah, bro, we just got to keep running straight. Miro sends them straight. They all follow him and then they get into this room and then it's Fat, fat Gum, Deku, Karishima, Night Eye, uh, Eraserhead, and Sun Eater in their face with these three dudes and Sun Eater's thinking of Mirio and we see their backstory about how Mir- Mirio inspires Sun Eater and Sun Eater's like, nah, I'm gonna stay and stop these three dudes because I can and that Fat Gum's like, alright, we're gonna leave and I trust you and they're like, Fat Gum, why'd you let him go? He's because like, He's the strongest person here out of all of us, even stronger than Mirio. And it's like, whoa. And then we find out Sun Eater's backstory. And then he ends up fighting these dudes with such a badass fight. But before we get into the fight, what would you think of everything leading up to the fight, the backstory, and just learning about Sun Eater? Um, Just seeing the whole, um, before you see the Sun Eater fight, uh, and even during the Sun Eater fight, you see a lot of the Mirio Sun Eater backstory. Look, Mirio with the ponytail is the best version of Mirio. Let me just say that. 
I was one of those people. I, I've been known to tweet recklessly. So I've said that that shit. Uh, I don't even know her name. Hado. Hado. She was my favorite out of the big three just because she was aesthetically pleasing. I didn't know shit about Mirio besides he pissed me off whenever he was trying to stop Deku from doing what he did the other episode. And not saying that because he was in the right, but the way he was doing it was so unnatural. How he was like, but Deku. And Deku's like shitting on Overhaul. Remember the episode where Deku was like, what are you doing to this girl? Yeah, and Mirio played off there. like he was dumb though. Exactly. But in his head, he's sitting there like, Deku, what are you doing? But he's like, oh, I'm like, bruh. Like, it, it looks like you're overacting right now. So, to me, I'm sitting there like, you quirk. I've seen a piece of it. it you, you didn't never do nothing badass with it yet. You are basically being nerfed by Deku because you were supposed to be fucking All Might's uh, successor. And now we all know it's going to be Deku. And now you're trying to fight along Deku. You're basically Deku's sidekick. <laughs> but you're seeing him. He he Before the fight goes, as soon as they surpass him, you see him jet. And he's like, nah, nigga, I got to prove myself. Man, I'm the man for a reason. You could tell he's he really has to prove himself right now. He's in that he's in that mode where he's like, man, I, I can't. I'm the number one hero. Yeah, he's like, like I, I can't am. let All Might down. You yeah, know? no facts. And it's not even like, mad that Deku's because he's not even thinking of that he's like just thinking All Might's not here anymore they need me to be the number one hero I'm gonna say I couldn't say save this girl I didn't listen to Deku so now I'm gonna save this girl and he's just as willing and just as driven as Deku and it shows wh- why he was considered to be the replacement before Deku because they have similar characteristics exactly like before I-, I did not really feel for him but seeing this and then seeing how he acted uh uh, parallel to Sun Eater. Sun Eater. I'm sitting there like, damn, bro, y'all are the perfect rival, best friend, uh, uh, pair that I never knew I needed. And just the fact that I came from this loving Sun Eater more, and I came from this loving um Muriel more, even before you get to the fight. But by the time you get to the end of the fight, I love Sun Eater way more. But both of these guys blew past the chick. Like I, we're gonna see her shine. I'm I'm sure later. But it's gonna be hard to top these guys' not much, impact. But a little bit, not but, a lot. And one more thing before we get to the actual fight with Eraserhead, how he pulls up. Yeah, he, badass, man. He, he instantly shuts the, down that Eaton guy. The Kakashi of the show. Like, oh, I, yeah. I stand by that. Like, Eraserhead is 100% the Kakashi of the show. But I like the fact that they looked at him and they were like, oh, man, this guy just has a watered-down version of Ares, uh, Ares quirk. And it was low-key true. And then he was like, fuck you guys. Smack both yeah. of them and then shot out and was like, yeah, do something with your quirks. Ha ha, bitch. Yeah. I got, yeah, I thought I had the watered down version. Well, use your quirk, bitch. Yeah. And like he shot out, like he shot out literally uh, uh, Fat Gum left in charge, left, uh, you know, Sun Eater in, in charge. And they just kept pushing. I love that. It's like strategy at its finest. You got to, you didn't get any stagnation. You get to see a, a separate fight. Plus you get to see progression. Yep. And so getting into the fight, I must give Horikoshi his props because Sun Eater to me is the first hero that I've seen that is different than something I've already known. Different than Marvel, different than DC, because Mirio's basically Kitty Pride. Facts. Face through walls. Uh Deku and All Might are essentially the way they have their powers is different, but they're essentially Superman to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Oh yeah. Uh we see uh Bakugo with explosions, that's really rare. Ice and fire, that's a power we've always seen. Mm-hmm. Gravity's cool, but that's we've seen that place. Basically, what I'm saying is we've seen some of these quirks before, like some of these powers in other places. And to me, Sun Eater is like original to my hero. At least what I know of. I've never seen something where someone eats something, can take the powers of the animal they eat, and then on top of that, fuse that with other animal powers that they've eaten earlier. Sun, and that's why Fat Gum says he's the strongest, because Sun Eater can have octopus tentacles but having 
crab shell hardening on the tentacles to make him stronger. When he did his cracking thing, we see him fuse all that. But on top of that, he even mid-fight as he's getting his butt whooped, he ends up seeing that this diamond dude has strong diamond powers. He ends up eating that to get the diamond hardener to make his defense so... Sun Eater is just such a strong hero, but such a cool quirk from Hirokoshi. Exactly. He has so much potential. I'm, this is a conversation for another show, but I'm glad you compared, um, you know, Mirio to Kitty Pride. 100% Kitty, that's Kitty Pride. Literally, when I'm watching this episode, that's why I'm glad you said it. I'm watching it, and X-Men Evolution is one of my favorite uh, Marvel just cartoons of all time. And I remember Kitty Pride shine, and she was one of my favorite characters. And seeing him go through those walls, I was like, damn, he's basically Kid a Kitty Pryde. Yeah. And that just kind of led me down. And I didn't think too much about it. But I was sitting there like, you know what would be dope? A fire-ass X-Men and My Hero crossover because they're both school settings. Yeah. They're both uh, dealing with quirks and mutant powers. And they, like you said, there's a lot of crossover between them. There's certain, so, like, and he takes from, he doesn't just take from, he takes from Marvel and DC. Like, that's what I love about her coach. He he pays homage to his influences. And I would love to, I would love to see him get a DC crossover a teen as well. Titan, like a Teen Titans, X-Men, and, because mm-hmm. uh, Sunny is basically Beast Boy, but like we were talking off air, he takes Beast Boy to another level. That would be the most iconic way to mix Marvel, DC, and Shonen Jump. To, like, the, the fucked up part about it is, when you look at shit like, you know, the, the big argument, Goku versus Superman. Yeah. You look at the big argument, you know what I'm saying? Between anime and, and DC, anime This and is Marvel. one you could maybe do. Yeah, and this is the first time in anime it's actually looking realistic. And not only does it look realistic, but it almost looks like it, it might happen. Not saying it might. There's nothing leading towards yeah. them collabing. But with the influence that Horikoshi has, you know, has taken from. I can see it happening. And I, exactly. You, I'm pretty if sure he would right. be. <laughs> and if the check clears, if Disney lets Marvel get a hold of that, and even if it's not a big trifecta. I, my thing is, I see them getting one or the other. I don't think they'll get both. There's so much and room if, for if growth. if I'm being honest, based upon the monkey punch DC collab, I could see DC partnering with my, doing a My Hero DC collab before Marvel. Because Disney owns Marvel at this point. And like, yeah. we already know about that. But like I and, mm-hmm. and on top of that being that Crunchyroll is now partners with Warner Brothers and HBO. That's exactly what I'm saying. This I can see it happen. This is the most realistic and most possible we've ever seen. Like, like a, a Teen Titans, uh, My Hero collab. Yep, like a, like a just American Japanese animation collab. That would be especially nothing, when you say Teen Titans because that's Japanese influence. And nothing can wise. It'd just be like a side story, and that would be perfect because if like you said, I want fucking vigilantes yeah i want to see more of the expansion of the universe and this would be perfect to expand this might be one of the first um open armed uh universes that get built in anime because say there's a jacko fucking dragon ball show gets side showed or you get like a the boruto like nobody really likes it as much as the original but if you get side shit from my hero nobody's gonna be mad all ties into but and it's quality content if it's quality content we down for it no matter what the sunny year fight was amazing yeah and the sunny to fight um like I was saying, I didn't give a fuck about Sun Eater. I, that, this is why I said he's my favorite big three. I, I, lo- I, like I love Morio, his powers. I like Morio more than him, but not by much. Oh, but, you, you, Mirio's supposed to be the the favorite for sure. Because when we get to later episodes, but now I think he's not. I mean, maybe like you said, we haven't seen his fight yet. But I kind of like Sun Eater more now. Just the fact that, and then his personality with his powers, like he's not cocky. Like, mm-hmm. like he, he's just a good dude. Yeah, and he's then, like that little emo kid. And want like to see him opposite. win. Like, just because, like, he doesn't have a lot of confidence, but he won in a good way. He won using his smarts. He used their teamwork against them. Mm-hmm. Like, just his dip, like, using the the chicken foot with the, yep. with the tentacle claws and then, like, using the man's diamond on him. Like, just a smart dude. I like the whole dynamic of him and Mirio's relationship compared to the rivalry we usually get from... 
Deku and Bakugo. Yeah, it, they're more Vegeta. friends. Like whenever you see Vegeta and uh, Goku and you see Sasuke and Naruto, you see one side being like dark, badass, and you see the other side just happy, optimistic, it's, goofy. It's if this Sasuke and Naruto different. were always friends. That's what it is. Yeah, and, but their personalities are completely different too because like how we get the shy, kind of like... I want to be like you, but at the same time, I want to be like you. You inspire me, but you inspire me without even knowing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or I, like, I, I inspire you clearly, yeah, but Imperial, you inspire me. Yeah, like you, like that, po- that point is exactly why his name is Sun Eater, because uh, Sun Eater used to call Mirio the sun, and he was like, bro, you're better than me. You can eat the sun and like be even greater. So, and he's not dope, wrong. Dope story. Whenever you see the beginning, like how you were saying, how you see his potential. Oh yeah, his power. The diamond thing, we didn't even... Th- he can eat more than just... Like, that's why he expands over Beast Boy, because he can eat anything. And see, the thing is, he already had expanded over Beast Boy. How you were saying, he could get the opt- uh, octopus tentacles, but at the same time, harden them with yeah. crab shells. Right there, it's like, damn, you already that nigga. Well, Beast Boy's just an animal at all times. Exactly. But he already had exponential potential with that. But then you get to him eating the diamond, and you're like, nigga, you could literally eat anything? <laughs> yeah. This, could, this dude has potential to be the strongest hero in the series, in the universe. At least the one we've met so far... At least the one we've met so far is like you don't expect Bes- besides that to like All Might, of course, or like that type. Besides like Deku, because that's like main story stuff. But like out of all the side characters, mm-hmm. like his quirks almost his quirk, like I would say, is equally as strong as Todoroki's. Yeah, he if not stronger, turn himself into a chimera. He, like this dude could literally eat a tiger, bald eagle, fucking diamond, and, and literally like, be invincible. Like have diamond tiger claws and like right? wings and like, be flying. Like yeah, this dude crazy. is a chimera, Pegasus kind of human being. Dope, dope episode, man. I'm giving this a five. This is a solid. Seventy one's a five. Yeah, and just to, just to say that we got all that in the smallest little and we still and this is before the Mirio episode this is just to explain Sun Eater and you got a little bit of build up for the net what's to come with the Mirio you yeah. got to even see Deku and uh, Karishima bust down walls and shit yep. you got to see Eraserhead do some gangster shit and I know you hype for next episode because it's the Karishima Red Riot episode that I've been hyping for you since I read it in the manga I thought the the, last the first episode, one was the one yeah. I thought that was it I was like I was satisfied with that but <laughs> no. now we get more I'm like yes like it's time so it makes sense because it looks like like how you you kind of I, I I missed this at first, but uh, Ochako and Froppy. Oh yeah, this arc is Froppy, Ochako, Karishima, and Deku. And, and then, I love that. And then the big three. I love the fact that Bakugo and Todoroki got to stay behind and take their seat, their back seat until next arc. Ida, which, yeah, they're gonna come back more impactful. And like I don't even think did we talk about the Ida thing? Because the whole Ida shit was pretty a, a good touch as well. Yeah, it was just like. Bro, you can come to us if you need. Mm-hmm. That was in episode seventy. But we, we need I ain't gonna lie, I saw I saw Deku cry, and that's the first point where I was like, "Damn, Deku do cry a lot." Because that wasn't cry worthy. I don't. Think. Yeah, no, not I was like I feel your emotion, but nigga, you was literally crying like a bitch at the table. <laughs> Fucking Ida was like, "Whoa, man!" I didn't well, mean, I mean, at that point, because All Might's dying, he knows All Might's gonna die. He couldn't save that. Gr- I could feel the weight of all that on his. Yeah, I guess. I guess he does have the right to be emotional, but I just want to see Deku just be badass. It's like, coming. Like, like you see the the figure how he's just like, yeah, nigga. That's like Goku when he's standing up. Super After Saiyan this four. arc, man, this is the arc that like lets him come out of his shell. Mm-hmm. So, but dope, dope, my hero, solid, solid. We can't wait to be back to review next week. Next week we'll come in and talk some Radiant. We'll come in and talk No Guns Life. Give you guys an update on that. And I've been watching that on the cool give you a, yo, it's fire right now. Give you guys an update on Vinland Saga, what we think, because we're getting close to the end of the year, the Anime Talk mm-hmm. Awards. So with that being said, you know we gotta re- have everything ready to go. And I could, I could, we could, I'm gonna be caught up 100. percent Oh, Attack with on Attack Titan. on Titan, yeah, maybe JoJo's, but we could have that Attack on Titan apology we, episode. Well, discussion. for best anime of the decade, let's have that. Ooh, yeah, you're right. That's a good because I know we already did it with our panel, but 
We can and, redo it with because now that you've seen Attack on Titan, I'm sure your ranking is going to be different. Shout out to y'all because at the panel, I think you mentioned Aaron in Best Shonen MC. Yep. I didn't get it because I didn't start it, but there were uh, at at um, a AVC Anime Fest. Yeah. Anime Fest. There were like uh, people sitting down in the room with us dressed up in cosplay as uh, I don't the know scouts. They, it was yeah, just, just they the were scouts. just at different uh, different. Um, oh, what's that? What's that corp called? The um, there's some sort of scout. They're like the people who go out and explore. Yeah, I see they got the different flags the on different, there. Yeah, though, uh, they, had the different the, they had the Aaron Scout like group. And see, uh, I didn't really understand the hype, but low-key, the, uh, the two girls that were dressed up as Attack on Titan characters, and when they came up to us and they were like, I need more Attack on Titan. I'm sitting there like, damn, is it that serious? Just the way she looked at me in my eyes and was like, are you yeah, serious? Yeah, she didn't say that to me, she said that to you. But the thing is, she didn't do it to disrespect me. No, she was she, like telling you like, bro, you gotta watch this. And it's, it's, it's mostly that, but it came from a place of like, I'm genuinely disappointed. And it, it kind of hurt seeing that. It's like, it's like me telling somebody... Like, yeah, man, use K, and you're like, who's use K? Yeah, I saw it, but it's old. I'll be sitting there like, you call yourself an anime fan, but you yeah. didn't watch you. You host show? an anime pod. And she looked at me like that, and I'm sitting there like, I host an anime pod with you, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting like, I, the same way I felt about Bleach, I can't have an opinion. I'm, I've been known to toss the, the word mid around for Attack on Titan. And next episode, I will eat my words. Yes, I'm apology. already, bro. I'm already eating my words. Like I could, I'm I could waiting literally... for you to eat your word on Full Metal Alchemist. That's the next thing I got to get you to finish. Because now that you finished Attack on Titan and you see how a show can progress, I'm gonna get you to watch Full Metal Alchemist th- through and through. But I just stopped at Full Metal Alchemist because it was at a, a point where it was at one of the slow points. I get it was at one of the slow points, and it's like I have no. Um, uh, what's the word? Desire. Like no, yeah, like not even no real desire because I do want to finish it. It's something I do want to uh, understand, but I have no, just no push. Yo, no, I'm gonna put it there. Like even with JoJo, but I'm more, I'm more concerned to get you before I get you to watch Full Metal. I'm more concerned to get you caught up on and One see, Piece. We got to get you caught up on One Piece before next year. But see, one of my homies was trying to tell me like he he gets like I was telling you earlier he gets mad every time I tell him I'm not watching Bleach. But to me, One Piece and Bleach are a little bit harder. That's more of a like slow. And my girl's in the uh in the she's at the end of the Thriller Bark arc. So she's about to start. Oh, so you about board. to okay? So we gonna I'm passing up. But I need you to read it though. You gotta read. You gotta. You oh, gotta read, read it. it like them Demon Slayer. Reading, I'm gonna read like. it for sure. Cause like, like you said, after the time skip, after Fishman Island, you know, One Piece gets real, and yeah. we, we turn it. We get into real One Piece, and I'm I'm only known to break out and read manga for shit I care that much about, and I already care that much about One Piece. It's just I'm in a stagnant part that it's like you just a gotta hump. get it revitalized. It's just that hump that is hard to go over. And I still have that burning passion for uh, One Piece, but I'm rewatching the arcs with my girls. So I just finished watching Water Seven. So re feeling that impact and feeling it the same way, I almost goddamn crying when they fucking stood together and shit like that, and just seeing everything. Like One Piece, the One Piece fire never went out. It's just the fucking uh, Fishman Island arc is hard to pass through. Yeah. And my girl, just side note, is really into mermaids and oh, so super. y'all gonna yeah. So that's one that we have to finish. I told yeah. her she can't watch that without me. So we're gonna get through that, and she's gonna be my driving force to to get past that. And once I'm past that, I'm passing her up. Like I'm not waiting no more. One hundred. Well, tell the people where they can find you at on social media, my brother. At Chris at SJE. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got some new music dropping. I want to say at the end of the week. So stay tuned for that. Be on the lookout. You guys can follow uh the pod at. Anime Talk Pod on Instagram. Be on the lookout for the polls. Be on the lookout for all our content because we post quite often over there. So be just be checking it out. And you can follow me at LinBWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of Bros Who Binge. If you are a fan of Watchmen, if you're a fan of movies and TV that's non-anime, check that show out as well as the upcoming uh, Bros Who Think episode on Thursday. 
I, I feel like I need to slide. I forgot all about this like when we were, when we were at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. But I want to slide two things at the end. Just Go two ahead. things I've been on. And one thing is fairly new, but the other thing is also fairly new. But I've been I've been watching all kind of random throw it off shows, which I, I I tweeted this. I tweeted Lennon would be so disappointed in me right now if he knew what I was watching instead of One Piece. Yeah, man, like I'm, I'm, you just watch all these random nonsense. <laughs> but literally, I was in the I was in the room with my girl, right, and she did not watch any of Attack on Titan, but I think she's watched the first episode. But before. see, I'm okay with it right now that you're watching random stuff because you are watching Attack on Titan. So like and I'm like that that makes up for it. But I had to stop watching Attack on Titan because my girl, she wants to watch it. And I've been wanting to talk to her about it because bro, this is one of them things that me and you need to talk about this eventually. It's fine. But like it's it's hard to like But I'm, I can't talk to you about it till you get caught up. Exactly. Like, I don't I don't want to spoil anything. But I, I talked about it with my other homie that you know, he's caught up too, but he's like, son, come back when you get to the end of season three. But I'm like, son, but the fucking female Titan, but son, but the fucking, the, the armor Titan is, uh, and he's sitting there like, I know, I know, just, just wait. wait till you get to the yeah. end. So I can't wait to get to the end to have these conversations, but she is like an empty vessel that I'm been like, let me tell you about it, please. I just got to get this off. I have to unload all this energy. And she's like, but I want to watch it one day. So you can't watch it around me or talk to me around it. Or talk mm, to me about so you it. Have nobody talk to about it. And the thing is, She's been studying for finals in the same room as me, so I'm watching anime. I'm sitting there like, can't watch One Piece because I'm way ahead of her, and I don't want to distract her from her work by starting where she's at. Oh, can't, uh, watch, can't watch Attack on Titan. So you've been looking for so random stuff. I literally just cut on Funimation and was like, I saw actually somebody tweet about a, a certain magical index. I'm thinking this is about to be the stupidest shit ever, but they showed a, a female character who was waifu material, and she had a samurai sword, and she reminded me of uh, Revy, from Ooh. Black Lagoon. And I saw that. I was like, that's damn. That's a good comparison. I was like, this bitch looks badass. Except instead of two Glocks, she got a sword. Ooh. So I watched like six episodes of it, binging it. And you see her touch down and, and do work with the sword. And she has a counterpart, like a counterpart character. I'm not super deep in the show. But the story is seeming to go into some deep shit. And I was expecting trash, especially after the first episode. I was really just watching it just to have something on while I played um, a sword. Yeah. But I'm like in the fucking live online raid battles with my son Fade and Doom, you know what I'm saying? And like, I'm looking at this shit, I'm like, oh shit, they're putting a timer on me for the attacks I'm like low-key lost in the show. So I gotta give credit to that. Uh, also, um, a new show called Africa Salary Man, which is basically like an anime version of The Office if The Office was um, with animals. With animals. And it's basically like you get to see the tropes of the big cat lion, you know what I'm saying? Tropes. And you get to see a toucan. He's like comic relief and he's like low-key an asshole. He's like one of the funniest characters in the whole show. And then you get to see like the timid lizard character. And these are all believable wild animal characters if they had humanoid features and they were set in the real world. And it picks on the real life comedy as far as you know just the office kind of comedy and just day-to-day -day being a regular nigga who works at a regular job kind of shit and it also picks up the animal shit so it really reminds me of like a family guy i've never gotten this feeling from anime and i've watched saikike which was another anime that scratched the uh comedy the, the comedy is i never knew i had and this one was one i genuinely went into it as a joke thinking it was going to be garbage ended up watching like four or five episodes and now i'm planning on finishing the season because it's not like one of those shows like demon slayer that you gotta go if i'm starting it right now i gotta hurry oh, yeah, up you can watch to, it whenever at your own pace yeah like whatever i'm bored i'll just throw it on so i gotta say that and one last thing it's some new shits. I'm kind of oh, I'm kind of hype on the bandwagon, but I want people to hop on the bandwagon with me. But Zipman manga, y'all read that shit, please. If you oh, read yeah, it, we, we didn't even talk because I read it too. Hit me. You liked it? Okay. So many, far, have you read how many chapters have you read? Two. I've just read one chapter, which oh, is is, is oh, crazy. You just read for me the first one. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Okay. I'm interested to see what happens. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not definitely so. Intrigued. I'm not like like I'm a read chapter two. But like I'm not where it's like, oh, I gotta read week to week. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm sold off of the art style and the premise alone, but 
I'll check it out week to week until it bores me. Then I'll take a break like I did with Samurai 8. Not because it bored me, but because I finally got enough from that manga to where, like, how I stopped Dr. Stone, I'm ready for the anime. I'm not saying I'm ready for the anime for Samurai 8, but I've been hearing good things Yo, still. I'm like, good, nah, good. Samurai 8, I, I got to read that week to week. Yeah, I, I want to binge up. it. Like, I want to sit down and just read all that shit because I binge the fuck. Like, whenever uh episode, not the episode that made Twitter go crazy, but a few episodes before that, whenever uh, the Spider guys were just introduced into Demon Slayer, I binged that shit. I was well into, I was well at the end of the fucking Uzui yeah. arc by the time we even got to the episode where... Uh, you meet the pillars. You know what I'm saying? See, so and that's what that's what we gotta get you to do in One Piece, man. So and I'm gonna get there, bro. Y'all y'all expect that sooner than later. Like yeah, before well, Wano I, I, is I'm over, gonna, I'm gonna make him finish before. I'm gonna give you a date. You gotta you gotta be caught up with One Piece. And by see, the, April. the thing is, my by girl, April, my girl was watching. I'm always blaming it on my girl, but she has been slowed down on watching One Piece oh, because finals. Yeah, she was in like not even just finals. The whole semester, she's been like watching episodes here and there. But we had a few days alone to ourselves uh, after she did her first two finals before her last one. So before studying, we kind of binged One Piece. So we got through Thriller Bark in almost a day or two days. For real. So. Uh, she has like after what well, she did his last final today. So now she's literally gonna be binging One Piece, and when she catches up to the Fishman Island, probably next week, she's gonna have two months of nothing to do. And oh yeah, you gotta be you it. gotta be caught up by April. Like bro, she like she caught on One Piece way faster than me. Like she finished the uh, Alabaster arc, the uh, Inner Root arc, the Water Seven arc. Like she pummeled through that in like less than a year. So I'm sitting there like, son, I've been watching this shit since I stayed at the she gallery with Fade. Like I've been watching this since 2015, <laughs> and I'm at Fishman Island. So for her to be almost at Fishman Island after like starting it 2019, I'm proud of her, and just just know that that she has more free time in her hands, and I will force her to watch. Oh yeah, it by April, I'm trying to catch up. April 2020, that's your deadline. April first. Yeah, before Wano even gets halfway through, I'll be ready. Okay, and that's a, that's a, that's a promise. I'll pass her up if I have to. Well, that we you here first. Hey, look, April 20, we are gonna start re- reviewing. Uh, and please, 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 please tune in next week to hear what I gotta say about caught up. About once I'm caught yeah, up on Attack, Attack on Titan, Titan no and Vinland Saga because I'm hype on that. I just stopped yeah. that to let. I, I didn't watch Vinland Saga until it was on episode like eight, and then I rewatched it. because they got a lot right now. We gotta we gotta definitely talk about what's going because that's and it big, was good and Radiant because Radiant's got some good shit going on too. So mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff to talk. But we will be back not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. You guys have a good time. Watch anime, enjoy yourselves, and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. For Christopher Lennon, have a good one. Enjoy yourself. Peace. So we won't fall until grass.